some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Here we go, Barflies. Welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's done by Barflies for Barflies and all the other Bears fans out there. Welcome to the offseason, gentlemen. We have a very exciting guest coming on shortly. Uh, we are currently waiting on KB, who was, I'm assuming, up all night uh, working. So uh, I gave him a call. He's on his way. But uh, in the meantime... We'll try and uh, pull the show along a little bit. Some background. Uh, you guys hearing that? I think we're good now. Okay. Um, so, uh, but uh, I mean, it's been a nice off season. Uh, Jordan, how have you uh, been enjoying your beautiful summer out there in California, brother? How you doing? Hey, C. C. Dub. Good to see you. Good morning, everybody. Uh, it's nice and seven twelve a.m. here. West Coast, West Coast, enjoying life just fine. Uh, you know, I always like to joke, I see that uh, this is the best time of the offseason. Uh, I don't want to say, I, I think we're all anxious to have football back, but I think you know me, I usually go head first into draft season. Now that the draft's done, I'm like, all right, this is my time to get a little breather, spend some time with the wife, family, relax a little bit before we go back into the full swing of things. Once training camp picks up and all of a sudden you've got real discussions about, uh, you know, player developments, injuries, preseason roster fits, who's going to make the final 53 rookie battles, position battles, um, who's on the fringe, who's got a roster spot secure. You have, you know, stories like, you know, Braxton Jones coming in, all of a sudden becoming a starter as a rookie, players of that sort. So uh, we're kind of getting towards the the heat of it where it's like you're getting that last little bit of breath of freedom and liberty before you go full on football nerd again and dive back in. And so that's where I'm at. Yeah, absolutely, man. That's, I feel you there. I've been doing the same thing. I, I, I was telling you, I was telling Chris before I hopped on, I haven't kept up with much bears because I've just been enjoying my summer. Uh, we went down to Florida for a little bit, caught some big redfish and cooked those things up. That was good. Uh, you know, I'm going to Chicago next month to see the Cubbies play. Hopefully they get a dub, which is nice. Um, I've just been enjoying my summer, really. It's been really nice just spending time with the family. But, uh, you know, I'm still getting the uh, breaking news of Bears stuff. You know, I, I, I'll get all that kind of stuff. But uh, if, you, if I'm not on here, I don't have anybody, any way to 
put out my thoughts on it. But uh, I, w- I will say before we get started, I just heard a big clap of thunder. So if anyone hears it in the background, I apologize. There is a thunderstorm <laughs> hitting here in Kentucky, and they're smacking us pretty hard. Hopefully, uh, my internet won't get knocked off or anything, and we'll be we'll be good to go with all that. Um, Chris Watts, my brother from across the pond. How you been doing, man? How's your summer? And uh, if you want to let the barflies know a little bit about what's going on with you this year, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, I- I'm doing great, guys. Uh, it's just good to see you two boys. It, you know, Sundays are always a drag for uh, for me when there's no uh, no show to do with you guys and no football I've, I've been hit i hit the off season man i've been even watching uh cfl football canadian football xfl usfl i've been trying to get my football fix all the time mate so uh i'm glad that it's slowly creeping towards like jordan said you know interesting period you know you know with a skating you know towards a uh, proper training camp um so yeah, I, I, you know, summer's summer, but it sucks when there's no NFL. But uh, but the other the other good thing is I have uh, sorted out my uh, trip to Chicago this year. It's on. I've got my air flights and and, and tickets and all that. So uh, that that's absolutely awesome. I'm coming over on twelfth of October and leaving on the twenty third. Then I'm gonna go and see the Vikings and the uh, the Raiders game. And we've got the Bears by room. Uh, meet up on the Saturday, so that's just going to be awesome, so uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I on a football drought, I just, uh, like I said, I've been watching Canadian football and everything, so uh, it can't come quick enough for me, but yeah, it's great to see you boys again. Yeah, man, it's exciting, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely glad we, got it. glad we got everything worked out with you, uh, for anyone who couldn't understand his accent a little bit there, uh, Chris is coming to Chicago, uh, he will be there for the <laughs> Vikings game as well as the Raiders game. Uh, KB and I are trying to get up to that Raiders game as well, so it'll be a big barroom meetup that weekend, and uh, it's going to be. I mean, I mean, it's going to be a good time for sure. I, I think I'm excited for all that to start, and uh, oh, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we uh, we really didn't come back for draft. So I yeah, think I, I just like to like in. quickly say like. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, sorry, AC, if we've got a bit of a delay between me and you. I was just going to say, I just wanted to uh, thank uh, Mr. Shorty and uh, who started off the GoFundMe and got this idea going. And also everybody who's contributed to the fund uh, and said, you made this uh, guy's uh, wish come true. So uh, I just wanted to say a quick thank you. Sorry, AC, for putting in. Oh, that's fine, man. Uh, wow, look at this timing. Uh, we just got through intros and fashionably. Oh, he's still trying to get some, he's in the background here. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll bring in the man, the myth, Never the changes. legend, Mr. KB. Good morning, KB. How you doing, brother? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, I'm <laughs> I'm great. <laughs> uh, we stayed we stayed up a little too late last night. Ah, yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> that. Who's we in? Hey, yeah, see, so you can really tell as well. Uh, me, me, uh, just me and the fellas, man. We uh, we did the whole bonfire thing last night. 
they had a kick, you know what I'm saying, a little kickback, uh, drank a whole bunch of beer. My one boy brought some type of tequila back from Mexico. I couldn't I couldn't tell you the name. All I know is it went down like water. Uh yeah. No. <laughs> I I am regretting decisions this morning. Well, with uh with, with tequila, it's not always about how well it goes down, it's how it comes back up for me anyway. <laughs> Good thing is it didn't come back up. So we're 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 doing okay on that front. We're definitely doing okay on that front. But just uh yeah yeah um, we're doing we're doing good we're doing good <laughs> well that's good man i mean we just went around and did our intros and talked about the summer and, and what we've all been doing and chris uh let everybody know that he's coming in for the the uh, vikings game and the raiders oh, yeah. game making his trip to chicago and okay two uh, games okay yeah okay yeah, yeah getting greedy getting greedy man <laughs> <laughs> oh, the the Alexa is going off. Hold on a second. Let me let uh, me let me stand up. I, don't, I ain't got no pants on. Yeah, no pants <laughs> I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> never changed. Play, yeah, but he turned change. his camera off. I want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst is what we the camera is at the right level as well, wasn't it? <laughs> exactly. Man, I, I look. I, I just didn't want to stand up and have my my dick all in the camera, bro. It's too early, man. <laughs> Kate, Kate, baby, but we got we got a big uh, lens on our cameras, sir. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. We, so the other day we watched This Is the End at work, and uh, me and my guy laughed like the entire time. We uh, talked about the one part where Danny and uh, what's his name go back and forth, and he was like, "Yeah, man, that's time you pull a thing out, I'm gonna shoot it." And he's like, "You don't got enough bullets, bitch." And that's 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 the only thing I can hear playing in my mind. Like you don't have a, you don't have a lens, nigga. I know. I, listen. <laughs> it's too early. It's too early. Oh Jesus! It's too early. So uh, I'm you that you this summer, KB. How's your summer been, man? You just been working a lot, or, bro? Oh man, it's been a mixed bag of. Uh, I, had, I had a little vacation stint in Kansas City, which was really nice. I needed the break. Uh. Then I, when I came, it was literally maybe like a, a couple of days before I actually left. We had a really bad apartment fire, and then I came back. We had another fire. We had a day where we had back to back fires, and then uh, we had a fire at the same apartment building that the one apartment burnt up at. So they had a whole other building burned up. Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of it's been a lot of fires, bro. Like I don't. This is the most job security, ever had. baby. Job security yeah. one hundred and one. Yeah, coming up. <laughs> we know what I'm, KB's gonna be doing. <laughs> I'm not excited. I'm not excited. I had a friend text me yesterday talking about some uh, some kids were shooting off fireworks and set a tree on fire, and I'm just like, "This is what I got to deal with, man. This is what I got to deal with." But uh, other than that, man, I just I just been kind of you know what I'm saying getting my chi together. You feel me? Uh, Relaxing in my head, you know what I'm saying? On most days, I'm I'm in Hawaii or Barbados or Puerto Rico on a <laughs> on a nice little uh, yacht, you know what I'm saying, sipping Mai Tais or something crazy. And then I get snapped back yeah. to reality when I got to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> that, little, that little alarm goes off at the fire station and wakes your ass up, huh? Facts. Facts. <laughs> it's all bad, bro. It's all bad. Uh, 
Well, uh, we we didn't really get a chance to talk about the draft, so I figured we'd talk a little bit about the draft. And we have our uh, draft analyst uh, extraordinaire here, Jordan Silvera, to talk about some guys. Um, I was happy with how the first round went. I know a lot of people wanted Jalen Carter. Uh, we went through it several times before it started. And I'll say it again on here. I just feel like Jalen Carter is going to be over. He's He landed in a good spot. A good he spot. definitely did. Because, you know, all the Georgia guys that are up there will keep him on the straight and narrow, I think. And I just don't know if we had the personnel to do that. You know what I'm saying? So I think he landed in a good spot. So we found a trade partner. We end up with our right tackle who, from all accounts that I've been seeing from OTAs, he's really locked down that right tackle spot. And Darnell Wright doing well. Uh, seems like a really good dude. Didn't give up a single sack last year at Tennessee. Um, and and actually takes it personal to protect his quarterback. <laughs> Definitely something that we needed last year. I got tired of seeing Justin Fields running for his life or on his back, and he, he's going to do a big, be a big piece of that. He he'll obviously he'll have uh, some learning things to do in the NFL. You know, it's not it's not going to be a, he's going to step in and be a Hall of Famer right away. But I think that uh, I think I like the pick. Uh, we can go around the room and, and figure out what everybody else thinks about the pick, but that's – I mean, I, I'm happy with how the first round went. What do y'all – what about y'all? We'll start with KB and we'll go this way. Uh, absolutely okay with the pick. Uh, you got somebody by all accounts everybody was saying could, could probably be the best right tackle in the draft, period. Uh, probably one of the best tackles or O-linemen in the draft. So I'm I'm okay with that, you know what I'm saying, 10 times out of 10, you know, every day of the week. Uh, you, you got a player at a position of need, and you didn't have to reach for him. So I'm, I'm like I said, I'm over the moon with it. The kid's strong. He's big. He, he seems to be uh, someone who can move in space. So I, I guess they're actually trying to get him to slim down a little bit, you know what I'm saying, I don't, you know, however that situation may play out. But, hey, look. He can anchor. He he's he's a strong kid. Like I said before, I, tackles just 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 move the kid, move somebody, keep the spaces. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. I, to me, there there's not a there's not a negative thing you can say about the pick, especially since you actually got some type of draft capital back, even though it was gonna be a move back of one space in this next year. It don't, that don't matter to me. You still got to pick out of it. That's fine. Uh. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm all for Darnell Wright. It's funny because I know before he kind of got that that early round hype, I know a lot of us kind of looking at him and picking him, you know, say at the top of the second round if there was any kind of trade up that we could do. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm happy we're picking him, man. Uh, say it's, it's funny because he's kind of following the same situation. It's kind of like the Tevin Jenkins situation. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. y'all should take this dude. Oh, this person's on the board. We still end up taking Tevin Jenkins. So yeah, that's that's all I got on him, man. What about you, Jordan? What do you think of the pick? Yeah, it's 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 hard to argue with the any. I mean, let's be real; it, it would have been hard to argue with any pick outside of maybe like you know you don't take quarterback. That's the only one you probably couldn't have taken. But yeah. outside of that, it's I think the thing to to remember too. And I, if you would ask me like him or Lucas Van Ness, I, I love Van Ness, and I mean, God, you're gonna have to face him now in Green Bay twice a year, and you know these things happen, but. Uh, it's not, it's this isn't an anti Darnell Wright take. I, I think, as a matter of fact, I'm gonna flip it a little bit and say, 
I think it's important for Bears fans if they're not really realizing how important it is to get a good tackle. And it's not like a revolutionary idea, but what what is a little bit, I guess you could say, often thought, slept on, not thought about is you generally don't get high quality, elite or very even very good level tackles in free agency. If you're trading for him, you're given the Laramie Tunsil deal, two first round picks. Yeah, you know, you don't see Tyron Smith, you don't see Lane Johnson, you don't see any of these other guys get traded. And when you do have an offensive tackle that hits the market, it's a Teron Armstead where the guy can't play a full season most times. So the reality is for you to be able to tell yourself, and again, think about who these GMs are, assistant GM, uh, Ian Cunningham, GM, Ryan Poles, former offensive lineman. If this is the guy that they've selected as this is my guy, this is my offensive lineman. I have to co-sign that. And then, of course, AC, you let off with it. His tape at, at uh, Tennessee last year was excellent. Coming over to, to play right tackle where he looked a lot more natural than his left tackle tape. And even then, if you want to go back a year prior, it wasn't nearly as clean as uh, his right tackle tape. But his left tackle tape was going against Trevon Walker, amongst others. And he's a solid player, much more of a mauler. Uh, bigger body than I would have expected they'd go for, considering how much they like this. But he, he can move, and I think if they ask him to drop the weight, um, we're going to see what that looks like. That's probably my only hesitation at the moment is we're all talking about how dominant he was playing at 330, 340. Can he have the same anchor, have the same play strength if he's being asked to play at 315? And we're going to yeah. see what that looks like. What about you, Chris? How did you feel about the first pick? Um, yeah, I mean, I was very happy with the first pick, uh, but obviously it was a position which we were desperate uh, to fill. And uh, just, I mean, obviously, you know, it's just more, more the things I've heard, you know, about him when he was being tested by the Bears, where, like, they really, really pushed him beyond what they usually would, and he never stopped. Uh, and I think he's got a great attitude, and uh, I think we're going to have quite a nice sort of nasty right side of the line as well. Because that Nate Davis looks like it could be quite a more as well in the run blocking so yeah it would be issue what we were desperate for and I, I was happy with the pick yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i definitely wanted to talk about um when they when the bears went down there to work him out <clears throat> they said that he did fantastic and that was really what pushed him up to the top of their draft board so i'm definitely glad that you touched on that um uh, I, i'm glad they went down there they worked him out and maybe that was something that they Maybe that was something that definitely pushed him above Jalen Carter in their eyes. Was we saw Jalen Carter's pro day? He couldn't get through his um, his own drills and stuff, and that was that's a big thing for this Bears group. Obviously, we'll get into it, but the RAS score for all these guys were uh, through the roof, which is the uh, relative athletic score. So they definitely like athletic guys that can do a lot of things, and this did this does reshuffle the offensive line. Uh, you, you touched on Nate Davis coming in at right guard. Uh, at center, we got Cody Whitehair going back there, maybe Lucas Patrick. I guess they're splitting snaps in practice. They'll work all that out. Uh, you put Tevin on the left side, which, I mean, Jordan, I know you don't like him shuffling around a whole lot, but I kind of like him in that. I like him as a guard, and I was good with him in the right or the left side. I like him being in that phone booth and bullying guys. I, I feel like that's a good spot for him. And then Braxton Jones will just continue to grow and get better and better as our left tackle. I, I'm really happy with our offensive line. Um, I don't think they're the best in the league, but I definitely think that they're not the worst in the league, which which helps our quarterback out, which is the most important thing because we're going to be looking for an extension for him, and that's going to 
after seeing these contracts, man, that's going to cost us for sure. Um, but uh, we'll get into the second round. And our our first pick was, uh, is it Jervon or Gervon? It's spelled with a G, but I believe it's Jervon Dexter out of Florida, uh, defensive tackle. I mean, I I was fine with it. I I never saw anything of him that really blew me away, but I'm, I don't consider myself a huge draft expert or – or know much about these guys. Apparently, he's looking really good in camp. Uh, he looks athletic. Like I said, as the Raz score would tell us before, um, he did really well with that. And the Bears love him. I did like the when they called him, though. That was a really good video that the Bears put out when they called him to draft him. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know. What do you guys feel about uh, about Dexter? KB, we'll start with you. Uh it's funny because I, I remember uh, way, way early in this process. When I say early, I mean way, way early in this process. Uh, I said something along the lines of me drafting him and Madden. Uh, and I, I had actually got him in the second round, which is actually pretty fucking dope because we got him in the second round. Uh, kid's is a big athletic freak. Uh, I've seen comps to all kinds of names. And the one I thought was the most interesting was uh, DeForest Buckner. You know, saying with the size and athletic profile. Uh, as far as being in college, what I knew was that they asked him to do one thing. This is something his coach even came out and said. They asked him to do one thing, and that's what he did. Yeah. Uh, by all accounts, it sounds like he's making plays all all around. You know, what I'm saying in, in camps and all this other shit. So I'm I'm okay with the pick. Uh, I don't like kind of thinking back at that point. You kind of look at it like, yo, who who could we have taken? You know what I'm saying? At that point, I'm, I mean, I know Jordan probably knows names across the board at that point that he probably would have loved to have. Right now, I can't, I can't, I can't think of any names. Uh, and that's not just saying like, oh, he's the best player on the board. Like, no, legit, I can't think of any fucking names. So, uh, I don't know if there's any wide receivers on the board. I, I wouldn't. I do know this. I wasn't really hot on any of the edge rushers at that point. Uh, yeah, I, I there think it was kind of a run there in the second round. Yeah, a bunch of them went on, even the first round. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was like, I think the one player I thought that was I was kind of hoping was Sly would have been uh, Fosky. I was like, <laughs> maybe, maybe, yeah, no, no, it didn't happen. So, I mean, right, like I said, right now, I can't really think of anybody that might have been on the board out of but like, yeah, we should have grabbed him, but that's when I passed, you know, what I'm saying the, 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 the pill to my man over here, Jordan, because he'll tell you. <laughs> I appreciate it, KB. Uh, no, nah, I mean to me, Dexter's a, an interesting player. I, I everybody talks about the negative. His his four to tape his get off is awful, and I, I get that. Uh, I'm not here to totally argue with the fact that I totally get he was in a in a gap and a half scheme where he was asked to read and react, which means you're expected to stand up your your opposing offensive lineman, you know, essentially stab him, and then you're looking, trying to read past the pads, and then you're trying to essentially fill a gap and a half, which is I may be responsible for this gap, but if I see the runner going the other way, I need to shuck or get off my block and get into the other gap. And that is what he was asked to play, and I understand that, but that has nothing to do with get off. Um, you can still do that by getting off the ball quick. So the, <laughs> there's you can sit there and tell me all day and night that the read-react system is why he's playing slow, that it's not. Uh, but that the reality, though, is that that is something that is fixable. It's coachable. 
I totally expect this defensive staff to get the kid on the balls of his feet and tell him to drive his ass up in the air, head down, and then just explode off the ball. Uh, so now it's just a matter of timing. And look, I mean, the reality is if he has to look at the inside of the ball every time to make sure that when it's snapped, he goes, that's fine. Uh, the the best part about him from his tape, and I'm sure he'd tell you he's a confident kid, but I think what I'd like to see is him feel himself a little more. Like this, I don't know if that's more momentum, if that needs to be him making plays, but uh, he's the type of guy that I think once he starts feeling himself, he's going to become a force. He's just going to start stacking plays because the one thing that was evident with this tape of Florida is that he is a tree trunk in the middle of the defense. Mm. You will not run. You will not move him off the ball. You will not run at him. He is a big boy with long, strong arms. And if you can refine his skill set and put some pass rush repertoire around him, and this is what I'm talking about, get him to start feeling himself, all of a sudden if he's being asked to move forward and disrupt – and he has the confidence that I'm just bigger, faster, more explosive than everybody. Right. You may have a monster in the making. And I mean, obviously, the DeForest Buckner comp is out there. The one I've, I'm privy to, and I get, this is very high. I think Chris Jones is the second best defense tackle in all, all the league. So he's got a long way to go from there. But right. uh, honestly, if you go back and you look at Chris Jones, Kansas City Chiefs defensive tackle coming out of the draft, Dexter's really not that far off. Um, surely there's some error. Like I said, I'm, they're very different now. And there are no players one-to-one comparison, but that is uh, a comp that I saw. And I think that the last thing I'll say about – and this leads into Pickens, too, in a little bit, but they passed on Jalen Carter in the first because rightfully so. I just don't think that you could have saddled your – you know, all your all your bets, hedged all of them on Jalen Carter considering all of that other stuff that was going on. Yeah. And so they decided to take the more sure thing in the specialty that – Ryan Poles and Ian Cunningham doing the offensive line in the first round. And then they decided, well, damn, we missed out on a really good talent at D tackle because of all this other stuff. The best thing we can do is still try to hit the home runs with talent at D tackle, but we're just going to swing for the fences and we're going to see if we can coach these guys up. And so essentially they were grading to the flashes. Dexter with his flashes was exactly what you were looking for, for a defensive tackle. And they said, if we can just get that out of him consistently, we may be able to get, Jalen Carter type production, but we we got to really grind that out, refine that diamond in the rough to get there. And I think that's what you saw is they were just swinging for the fences in the second round. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I mean, having a defensive minded head coach might help some. He'll uh, be able to push him in the right direction, make sure he's his get off is is in the right place. And I mean. Uh, we'll get into it a little later, but I mean, if it's not, they 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 uh, kind of double dipped in that position. So uh, we'll, we'll see. Uh, Chris, what did you think of the second round pick, Dexter? Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I was happy with the pick. I mean, it was more for me that you know we all know the defensive line was shocking last year. So for me, I were always looking through the draft that the you know offensive linemen and defensive linemen. Uh, and we definitely, you know, I think with him and, and with uh, KB's cousin in the middle and Pickens as well, uh, you know, it's going to really, we should be brilliant at run stopping, but hopefully as well we can get some uh, uh, pressure on on the quarterback up the middle because we all know that's, that's the quickest way of getting the quarterback. So, yeah, I'm very happy because, you know, I think really it's like oh, everybody keeps saying that you need to build from, a, from the O-line and the D-line outwards and, uh you know, teams like Philadelphia have sort of proven, you know, that works. Uh, so, yeah, I was happy with the pick. 
Yeah, yeah, I was pretty happy with it overall as well. Um, I mean, like, like I said, I, as far as defensive tackles in the line in the draft, the big name was Jalen Carter. But other than that, it's kind of like, I mean, and everyone they pick in the second round, they're gonna have question marks about. There's a reason why they're mm-hmm. in the second round. Uh, the next pick that they that they drafted, they traded up to get uh, Miami defensive back Tyreek Stevenson. This is a pick that I like a lot. Uh, he played at Georgia and then got homesick, so he transferred down to Miami. So he has the ability to play with the big boys. Uh, he just uh, he, he needed a little bit of motivation and stuff in, in college, and uh, apparently he's been doing really well in camp. Um, I haven't heard for sure if he's outside and they're moving Kyler Gordon inside or what their plan is there, but <clears throat> keeping Kyler Gordon from jumping in and out, I think is a excellent, excellent that they covered that in the draft. And obviously they like him a lot cause they traded up for him. Um, a lot of people were upset about the Claypool trade, but the Steelers chose, one of Jordan's guys, uh, the defensive back out of Penn State there. Uh, so we still end up with a corner, um, and and we get, you know, a, a wide receiver that we hope works out as well. Uh, KB, you want to talk about Stevenson a little bit? I'll be a buck with you, man. I, I didn't really know much about Tyree Stevenson at all. I, I Look, I know we, we looked all over things, bro. I don't think I really even – paid attention from anybody really out of Miami. Uh I when I was on I was on the hype train for, you know what I'm saying, some of these uh some of these bigger kids, uh the Cody Trices of the world. Uh you know, we had the boy out of Iowa that uh you know what I'm saying was bringing back white corners, you know. So Riley. I, I think yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I was so I was like, man, hey, you know, you know, get one of them. And then they traded up for this kid. Uh you know what I'm saying, kind of putting on some of his tape and seeing some of the breakdowns that people have talked about. He he's a, he's a bigger you know what I'm saying on the bigger side I'm say he's a bigger kid he was, I think he's like what six one maybe uh, I think that's the height I saw you know what I'm saying he's he's got he's got the speed he's got the instincts uh, what I what I do like is that he kind of plays with that that kind of like that cocky edge almost you know what I'm saying like hey I, I'm I'm I can do this and I do this this is this is this is me you know what I'm saying so I I like that. I remember when he first got drafted, I heard people talking about some he would be more of a corner uh slot corner because uh him his tackling ability. But kind of just looking at it, nah, bro, that ain't that ain't it. Uh a lot of folks saying he's playing outside of camp. A lot of people are also saying that he already won the damn job. Uh I look, I don't know. But if the kid is if he's good, you got Jalen Johnson, we know he's good. And you got Kyler, he started coming to his own. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. So uh yeah, man, I'm I'm I was you know so at that point I was okay with the pick. I understood why you do you do need to find somebody else and they didn't bring anybody else in. So if you they thought that highly of the kid to come up and get him, uh then uh, you gotta trust the process, you gotta trust Poles and his uh his scouting. So that's that's pretty much all I got about Tyree Stevens. Yeah. That's another well, I, I'm sure Jordan's got a couple of things he can say about him. Oh, yeah. Uh, Barely Samo in the chat just before we get into Jordan's breakdown of this pick. He says, Tyreek Stevenson has this thing about him. He wants to ruin this guy's day. 
great impressed man, physical, wants to light people up, and got a lot better in zone last year, which that's just music to my ears. I love a, a big physical corner that's going to get after guys and make them work for every yard they get. And in our division, man, when you got Justin Jefferson on the other side of Minnesota, you know, you, you got to make them work for it. You know what I'm saying? So I'm happy with that. Jordan, go ahead. Yeah, I think Bear, Bear Lisimo did a great job here kind of explaining the, the the short summary about how I even feel about Tyreek. It's good, good scout report there. I, to me, it, the thing that stands out about Tyreek is he is just a competitive freak by nature. It's exactly what George is talking about here. Wants to ruin his guy's day. He's a compete, compete, compete guy, which is he's always trying to break up the ball on contact, fight at the catch point to break up uh, the pass. He will stick his his grill into your into your chest and uh, make sure that you are not moving off the line. And I anticipate that. I uh, see Bears here talking about both the corners they draft are very good. Yeah, Terrell Smith is just, just a great player, too, and the fifth was nuts. But mm-hmm. uh, really, I think the interesting part is it's not that they're a one-to-one, but Tyreek Stevenson has got a lot of the same Jalen Johnson traits uh, to his game, which is the way I felt about Jalen Johnson coming out was that he's not necessarily spectacular in any one department. He's not the biggest corner, not not the smallest either, but he's you know good enough size. Not a burner, doesn't have the quickest feet, but not going to get you know toasted out there unless you're you know you're going against a Deshaun Jackson or one of the Tyreek Hill. But he's got good enough speed, um, and so really I think what they're hoping to do, and you have you know AC, you talked about where's Kyler going to go, and Kyler Gordon's going to end up playing the slot for this team, but uh, I don't know if I agree with that. Based, <laughs> I didn't like it last year. I don't know if I'm going to like it this year, but mm-hmm. he'll sink or swim by that, and it's that kid's career on the line, not mine. Uh, yeah. So with that being said, I think that the the Tyreek Stevenson, Jalen Johnson. Um, comparison uh, is that they're going to sit there and be kind of just these outside brawlers in this defense wants to play cover two. So I want you to jam your man at the line. And then to bears earlier comment about Tyreek Stevenson needing to play zone a little better. And he started playing it better last year is they've just got to teach him route distribution, route concepts, make sure that he's dropping to the right depth after he gets his hands and just bullies the hell out of a, a receiver at the line. And then allow that cover two to work well, where hopefully with, multiple waves of rushers on that front four, they can create pressure. And with eyes on the quarterback, because you're pressing and then reading the quarterback, you can jump a few passes. Yeah. Well, we definitely need some some turnovers. I don't know what his, uh, what his uh, <clears throat> production was like in college with turnovers, but I would definitely like to get the ball back in our offense's hands a few more times. <laughs> So uh, you go with corner on that. Chris, did you have anything to say uh, with, with Stevenson here? Uh, I mean, it was definitely a position which I'm, gl- I'm glad we drafted quite high up, really, because uh, I, don't, I know we've got Jalen Johnson, but I just don't think we had any depth at all, really. Right. Um, and I feel, I, I don't know, about, I'm a bit like um, with Jordan about uh, Kyler Gordon, really. I think, I, think, I think he's still got a lot to learn and, but maybe him sort of being kept in one position if he's put inside will help him develop. But yeah, it just just sounds it just sounds like a, a Chicago a Chicago Bear player, you know what I mean? And I'm just hoping with the uh, the improvement we've got on, on the defensive line and, and the linebackers that we can sort of you know start having this monster in the midway sort of uh, sensation again with our defense and you know and actually make uh, opposing offenses scared to players. You know what I mean? Because hopefully we've been better defensive line and get more pressure, which is hopefully going to get 
more turnovers for the defensive backs if they're better than what we had last year. So, yeah, I, I, I was happy with the, with the, yeah, the draft pick. Yeah, I agree with all that. Uh, and another thing to remember is Jalen Johnson's got a contract coming up, so the Bears will have to make a decision on that. Mm. Barely Simo threw out a Jalen Johnson for an above average under 28 <laughs> pass rusher in trade. Who says no? I, I think I do. <laughs> uh, I want a pass rusher, but I don't want it to cost us Jalen Johnson. Yeah, I was going to say I'm definitely on the train with you, bro. I, I, I'm, I'm at this point, man. I, I get tired of people throwing away our good players, bro. It's, I get certain folks say, oh, well, he hasn't, he hasn't played this. He ain't played. I mean, what, do you, what can you do? You injuries happen. It, that's the game. Yeah. You got to a certain point where folks talked about, oh, well, he does give up plays, bro. He gave up plays. The fucking, um, what's my man name that played for the fucking Eagles? Like, Brown. yeah, like, bro. Batman. <laughs> exactly. We're, nine times out of ten, people are going to get destroyed by AJ Brown, and uh-huh. you can't even say he got destroyed that day. AJ Brown had a couple good catches, and it literally was, bro. Nobody else making these catches except fucking AJ Brown. Yeah. So I, like, I, I, I'm just not on the train of constantly trying to trade away the players that we have that are good. It's the same thing with David Montgomery. You know how that that saga went. And it's the same thing with Tevin Jenkins. You see how that saga goes. And right, we even had it with Justin fucking Fields. Oh, we need to get rid of him to get this dude. Like, bro, <laughs> every Roquan Smith, every time we got anybody that's good, people are trying to trade them away yeah. or say, hey, we don't need to resign them. Oh, no, nah, bro, I'm, we got the money to keep them, keep them. Yeah. I think the Roquan situation's different because he didn't have a, he didn't have an agent. You, know, you I, mean I, they, I did, think... they didn't, they didn't want a six foot? linebacker that's likes to backdoor every block and is afraid to take contact to fit the run. That's not really their speed. That's not their style. Well, I think we upgraded linebacker this off season. So yeah. I'm happy. I'm happy with what we got. Number two uh, me. <laughs> our next pick into the third round, we grabbed another defensive lineman, Zach Pickens, a uh, defensive tackle out of South Carolina. He's a guy that I liked a lot in college. Uh, I watched him like like I'm a Kentucky season ticket holder, so that's when I see these SEC guys is when they play my guys. I watched Jalen Carter do nothing. I watched Zach Pickens destroy our offense. We couldn't we couldn't do anything. I mean, he was in the backfield so fast, like we hiked the ball and, he, and he's back there. You know what I'm saying? Just just causing causing damage and running ruckshaw on our offense. Uh, so that's a, it's a guy that I was happy that we picked. Um, going into college, he was supposed to be the next Jadavian Clowney. That's who people were hoping for. Uh, he didn't live up to that hype, but I still think it's a solid pick. And uh, hopefully here in a little bit, if we can get a hold of uh, Mr. Billings, we can uh, ask him if he's, if he's talked to this, because I think they play the same position. Uh, so that'd be a guy that, um, that that he maybe takes under his wing or maybe knows a thing or two about. Maybe he can give us a little inside information on. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but uh, KB, what do you think about about uh, Pickens out of South Carolina? This was a good one. Was, I, I really like this pick. Uh, it, he was one of the ones that it always seemed like if you do a mock draft or something like that, you always have to end up with Pickens. Uh, I love his get off. I watched a lot of the games he played in, and he he seemed to be, 
you, you always have that impact guy. You know what I'm saying? You 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 have the guy that you zero in on. It's like, bro, he's always making plays. This is this is that person on defense. That's how I feel towards with Zach Pickens. I feel like he was that guy on that defense. It's like, bro, it's it's him that's the issue. Uh-huh. People people have to pay attention to him. So, like I said, it, it was always to me. He was always one of those guys you always picked in mock drafts. So it was nice to see that. Yay, we were actually seeing something that's pretty fucking legit, and the Bears saw it too. So I enjoyed the pick. I, I love the pick. I'm I'm hoping the kid turns out to be everything that we hope for. So, Mr. Silvera, tell us what you think about Mr. Pickens. Yeah, I'm with George here. I mean, it, Zach Pickens, the the three tech extraordinary. I mean, he's a guy that I was I was dating on in, in back up to like October. I was kind of zeroing in on him. Like I like his game. Um, he's got mm-hmm. his problem is he can't hold up against the run at the moment, uh, which is fine because we got a big boy named Andrew Billings that's going to be joining us soon. That I think he and the tree trunk that we just talked about with uh, Ron Dexter are going to be there on early downs, and that's not a that's not me down. I actually like the Pickens selection a lot more than I did the Dexter one personally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but essentially, to me, I think that this is what Bears fans should realize too: is this defensive line, whether it's back in two thousand one, two thousand two, since that's what we're trying to recreate. <laughs> Um, or now, currently, you want to have waves of defensive linemen. Yeah. And certainly, I have no doubt about it, they have a defensive end issue, and that's kind of why I was like, hey, Lucas Van Ness would have been real nice in the first round. And I get it. Like I said, they would have had a whole right tackle then, too. So you right. can't fill it all at once, but you got to have waves of the guys. And they're trying that with some B-level, C-level players with Rashe- on the edge with Rasheem Green and Walker and Gibson and Robinson and all these other players. But essentially, on the inside – You've now got a viable alternative there where you're sitting there going, well, we got Justin Jones, we got Andrew Billings, got Dexter, we got Pickens. And so with respect to Pickens, he's a guy that I think is going to be able to eat on passing downs when they just tell him, hey, just be a disruptor, get in the backfield, shoot the gap, uh, cause disruption there, and be that pass rush extraordinaire that you are. I don't even know if the kid's ever necessarily going to all of a sudden get a tree trunks of, of legs and all of a sudden hold up in the in the run, but I think that – um, he can do a little bit of it. Like I said, I, I had a rep at where Emil Ecke or the left guard out of Alabama, um, he held Stout in the run, uh, essentially hump moved him and got off and made a tackle. So I think he can do it. But there's certainly some questions on tape when it came to run defense. He was getting put, pushed off the ball a little bit. The last thing I'll say about that, though, is when you're talking about that South Carolina defense and especially that front, he was the only guy. Uh, so, I mean, I – it's not an excuse. The reality is if you're that dude, you shine in whatever situation you get, you have. But he also didn't have a ton of dogs around him that were taking a lot of attention. Uh, so it was re- very, really very clear when you were playing South Carolina, get Zach Pickens, focus on him, get, get him off the ball. Yeah. Well, Barrelissimo said that he graded better than Carter versus the run, which is crazy after Jordan, you just said that he didn't do, play the run very well. And then, but well, and Jordan, and, and, and I'm not surprised, and it's not even a problem, but, like, George didn't like uh, Jalen Carter very much. Right, right. So it wouldn't surprise me if he, he felt more favorably about Pickens and his run defense compared to Jalen yeah. Carter. I don't I, – I, George, I'm obviously just poking fun, but I would be curious, was there anything that you thought that you actually liked about Jalen Carter more than Zach Pickens? Was there something about Jalen Carter that you were like, well, no, he's a good player, and I don't say that to, to be a smartass. I don't think that there's probably anything I've heard from George that he's very positive on Jalen Carter about. Yeah, I know he wasn't a big fan of Carter going in, and uh, he was like, I'm going to lose my shit if we draft Carter. So, <laughs> so uh, yeah. I, I got news I, for you. I, I mean, I'm happy. He was right. He was the one calling Darnell right very early. 
Mm-hmm. But I think the reality too is I think they probably would have selected Jalen Carter if he didn't have a gazillion of one other issues with conditioning right. and off the field and everything. They desperately need a three tech, and they're trying to fill that with a former five star and Zach Pickens. Like I said, at this point in the draft, they were like, we didn't take that guy with the all star talent and Carter because of X, Y, and Z. We're going to swing for the fences here, and that was right. Dexter, and it was Pickens. We're going to just try to take five stars, elite talent, and see what we can do with them. Yeah. I think the big thing for me with Carter was he just off the field stuff. It's, I just don't – it'll work out. I think it works out well where he's at, but I don't think it would have worked out well. And I agree with that. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Mr. C-Dub, what do you think of this Pickens pick? Or uh, do you have anything to add? <laughs> uh, I mean – yeah, I mean, uh, my general thoughts were similar to what Jordan said, really. I mean, you can tell by picking picking up two defensive linemen that we're going to have a rotation system. We're not just going to have the same guys out all the time, which which is you know which is a good thing, really. And, it, and especially how the NFL is quickened up, and you know more teams are passing and trying to be quicker. So yeah, I think it's great. I just think it's more competition. Uh, but obviously, obviously. You know, it probably sounds like he needs to put a bit of muscle on if he's, you know, if he's struggling, you know, with the run and 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 you know, coming off blocks at the middle. But uh, yeah, I was very happy, very happy with this pick. And uh, I just, it's just, I just want to see that defensive line, you know, be so much better than last year because uh, it definitely didn't feel like a Chicago Bears defensive line last year. Uh, and I just sure want to get back to that dominance. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It didn't feel like a Bears defense last year. I feel like we had Sanborn and not a whole lot else. I mean, you had Jalen Johnson some games. You know, we lost we lost uh, Bojack in the back for most of the year, which hurt. I mean, I think Brisker is going to be really good. I've already bought his jersey. I'm a big fan of him. But, uh, yeah, the, overall the Bears defense didn't look like a Bears defense last year. And I definitely think Poles and company have uh, – invested to try and at least be pretty good. You know what I mean? I I don't I don't think we're going to be like a top 10 defense or anything like that, but they definitely have invested money in draft picks into trying to fix the defense, which was a huge problem last year. But uh, I mean, I'll tell you what real quick, like I'm very excited at the idea of third pat third down passing down where they bumped Demarcus Walker inside at uh, defensive tackle and then bring in the Zach Pickens. And those two guys are expected. And again, we're not talking third and three. We're talking about hey, it's third and nine. They're passing here, and all of a sudden yeah. you're telling Zach Pickens and Demarcus Walker inside at your defensive tackles to sit yeah. there and just cause disruption. And you can have whoever else you want on the outside, Rasheem Green and Travis Gibson or Demarcus Robinson. But I think that uh, the idea on a passing down of getting disruption and trying to get some pass rush with a guy like Demarcus Walker, who's shown that inside versatility, and Zach Pickens. So I think that part of his game is not the issue at the moment. So I think. Uh, the idea of watching those two play collectively on third pa- third down a passing situation is what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, kind of a NASCAR package, I think, yep. is what they call that when they, they put all those fast guys in there. They just say, "Let's let's go swarm and attack, fellas!" And yeah, that'll be fun to see. Hopefully, Travis Gibson can get back on the right track. Uh, if he wants a if he wants a contract extension, he's going to have to. So, uh, but. Uh, <clears throat> To try and help fix the offense a little bit, their next pick they drafted uh, Roshan Johnson out of Texas. The uh, he was the backup for well, not really a backup. They kind of split um, 
but the the big name out of Texas was their running back that went to Atlanta in the top ten. But uh, I like everything I've seen out of Roshan Johnson. He runs with power and he has speed. He has catching ability. Hell, the guy can even throw the ball. He was like their wildcat uh, quarterback in uh, at Texas. So I feel like he does a whole lot and he can do a lot and really brings a lot to this uh, to this running back room. Um, I'm a big fan of this pick. I was a big fan of this pick the, when they drafted him. Uh, but, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know the downside. I, I, I don't know how well of a blocker he is, I guess. Uh, but uh, he's a big dude, so I'm assuming he can block pretty well. Uh, KB, what, what do you know about this guy, Roshan Johnson out of Texas? Uh, I, I know that if that man played on any other team not named Texas, he probably would have been the second-rated running back in this fucking draft. Uh, this was, The Roshan Johnson pick was the, the dream pick. That was the, oh, we're not going to get this kid because this isn't shit the Bears do. They don't, they don't yeah. draft players we want. That's not a, that's not a thing. Uh, I, was at, I was absolutely over the fucking moon with this one. Uh, I, I was a Roshan Johnson fan just coming through the process and seeing how he played. And it, it was games where you sit there and you look just kind of watching the tape and you're like, Texas, they they have one running back or is it two? Because right. you, you can kind of tell a certain difference in styles of running, but yeah, they were, they were just killing people. And yeah. he was a part of that. Like he, he's a no nonsense runner, bro. He, you, you you up the field. He's fucking breaking tackles left and right. He's a big kid. Didn't realize how big he was. He's a big guy. Uh, like like our boy Beerlisimo say, he was actually recruited to play quarterback, and because of injuries, they moved the motherfucker to running back. Like his freshman year, so he's still learning the position, and yeah. he's as good as he is right now. Uh, like I said, I don't know what his downside is really. Uh, maybe he doesn't have the top end speed. Uh. I think I guess that might be the one, but from all accounts, he can block. From what I've heard, uh, he can run the fuck out of the, the ball. Uh, I mean, he's a hard worker. He's a great character guy. Anytime the GM comes out and says, "Yo, this this motherfucker is the pillar," then the fourth, bro. Yeah, and and, and B. John Robinson even even spoke about him at the combine. Talked about. Um, you know, Roshan Johnson, he's quote unquote my backup, but that guy is he's a leader on this team. He did so many things off the field there in Texas. I know uh <clears throat> former uh ballroom uh analytics person Peggy Kaczynski, her son works mm-hmm. down there in Texas. I was actually listening to ESPN one thousand that morning trying to keep up with the draft picks and uh and and she pulled she called her son up and he came on and talked a lot about Roshan Johnson that was a pretty good interview uh if if anyone is interested to go back and hear what uh what that guy brought to Texas from a guy who's at Texas and does stuff with their sports programs down there that was a good interview uh but yeah I, I definitely uh I'm I'm glad you brought up his off the field stuff because oh, I mean yeah. he's a beast on the field, but his off the field stuff is gonna be it's gonna make Bears fans love him even more. You know That's what right. I mean? I mean the they they love those guys that go out there and work with the community. Uh and and I think he's gonna be a big part of that 
Jordan, please tell us some more about Roshan Johnson. I, I, were you a fan of this, or my, you... my favorite, my favorite pick in the class? And uh, I was actually live on Barroom when the selection happened, and I lost my shit and started screaming because I was just so happy about it. Uh, I love. Look, I'm a sucker for running backs. I love running backs. I, I value running backs. I first guy to sit there and tell you they all need to be paid. And uh, I mean, at the top, we were saying like, oh, was he a backup or was he split and carry? He was a backup. Let's be very clear, but he was a backup to, I don't know, a guy, the guy ahead of him, I comp to Curtis Martin uh, coming out, that type of level of player. So I think that to, to KB's point, if he had had a chance at any other program, he would have been seen in a lot better of a light. And I think that's all ultimately, to be quite frank, I don't think that the Bears needed him. But I think that they sat there and looked at the board and said, I don't know how we can watch this guy here yeah. and not take him because he he was my RB3 in the class. And I, said, oh, I, said, I know everybody loved Gibbs. I'm fine on Gibbs. Uh, I, to me, it was Bijan. And then I loved me some Zach Charbonnet who went to the Seahawks in the second round. But right after that, it was Roshan. Uh, and to, to get Roshan in the fourth, I, I mean, my guy, Matt Saldivar, or call him Matt Saldivari. My God, it's early. Nick Saldivari uh, from Old Dominion went first pick in the fourth round to the Saints. That's who the Bears moved out of. And I was like, shucks, that's a good player. But it totally was felt redeemed when they got Roshan. Roshan's a guy that uh, I, I've comped him to DeMarco Murray. I know that that's not, probably not popular to a lot of people, but I see a lot of – I put a thread out on Twitter shortly after the draft comparing both. and I see a lot of DeMarco Murray to his game. I think that he does everything really well. If he lacks in one area, it's top-end speed. But I think that really outside of that, and this isn't some – I mean, because let me put it this way. David Montgomery was a great running back, and the one thing that he lacked on was top-end speed. And it was very evident. I mean, yeah. whether it was that Rams run to open the season two seasons ago, Justin Brookfield's rookie year, where it's 67 yards, but you can't close the deal, to – I know everybody will talk about that Texans run where he went 80 yards out the gate, but his problem is he never could get up to speed. And to me, when you look at the Roshan Johnson tape, by no means is he a burner, but he can find a way to always, once he gets some leg room, some, some room to operate, he's kind of got that Derrick Henry to him. I'm not calling him Derrick Henry. Let me be very clear. But Derrick Henry's a guy that I've always, often said is so big that if he doesn't get to build up steam, he doesn't actually have all of that power and that, uh, I guess you could say, destruction that he causes when he runs the ball. Roshan Johnson is very much the same way where if he gets those legs churning and gets some momentum, good luck. If there's one thing I don't like about the kid, and it's, it's actually, it's just, it's, I like the style of play. I just worry about the longevity is he just takes too many hits. It's almost like the kid loves, loves the contact and I appreciate it, <laughs> but I'm seeing him getting his ass kicked on tackles. And I'm like, just, you don't have to fight that hard, man. Like we, we, we want your career to last running backs are a dime a dozen. Now they'll, they'll throw you out as quick as they got you. So, Keep that body healthy, keep going. But I, I love the player. Love him. I was just gonna say this real quick, just to kind of piggyback off of that. Uh he it's kind of like that mentality that uh Walter Payton had, where it's like I, I probably could run this out and be okay with it, but this DB's coming, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run him over first and then whatever happens after that happens. I mean well, you, you love it, but then it's kind of like, bro, don't don't do it, please. Yeah. I mean, that sounds good. Like, how many times do we see the Bears get down there? Especially the Commanders game comes to mind first and foremost. We were so close to – all we had to do was punch it in, and we just didn't have a guy that could do it. Uh, I mean, I mean, that's – you need guys like this on your team, and they definitely are going to a uh, running back by committee. Um, 
we're going to see all these guys staying in fresh legs. They've, they've got four or five of them on the roster right now. I mean, we'll see how it all shakes out with the 53 man roster, but uh, I'm a big fan of this pick as well. Chris, you got anything about, about Roshan? I mean, regarding the pick, I mean, I, I was actually quite surprised to pick the running back just due to the uh, yeah. free agents that brought in that position. So I, I was quite surprised, but I mean, I suppose it's one good thing that if the kid had played a lot of games and he's gonna, he's not, you know, he's gonna have fresh legs. He's not, you know, he's had less less chance of being injured or tape the knock, especially at running back, because you know I play running back and it's a position where you're in contact at every play. But um, yeah, I mean, he just must have been a, a, a player where they just thought we can't we can't pass in this talent. It must have been up on the board, and I always think. Uh, more competition is always a good thing, but yeah, I was quite. I would say I was, I was really surprised I took a running back. That one threw me uh, quite a bit, but um, yeah, that 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 running back room is absolutely full of talent now. So uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see you know who makes the squad and, and who's the starting running back on uh, on day one. Yeah, well, Don Burr actually gave us a good point. We didn't have the old line to punch it in against the Commanders. That's that's pretty true. There wasn't there wasn't a hole there. Uh, as I'm still a big fan of David Montgomery, even though he's a uh, a lion now. But I think he would have he would have pushed it through if we had a hole. And for the for the mm. for the right, I just see Don Burgo on. Of course, he doesn't mention Gibbs because he's a lion. It's nothing about that, Don. Uh, I Jameer Gibbs is a nice player. I'm actually super excited for what he's. It's a little bit of a terror as a Bears fan because I think Ben Johnson's going to terrorize a lot of teams with, with Jameer Gibbs. But uh, it's it's all about preference. I like I said honestly, I think Gibbs is a great player. I just like a certain style of running back and he's not my style of running back. Although, I mean, just to, to be very clear, because I, I want to make sure there's no anti-Lions bias. The, the guy that I comped Gibbs to for a while was uh, Reggie Bush. I still feel that way. I hadn't seen a player that was as explosive, as shifty. Uh, I, a lot of people said Kamara. I didn't see that, but I did see Reggie Bush um, and that was exciting. And I know everybody thinks of Reggie Bush USC days, but, if you think about Reggie Bush in the NFL, it wasn't it was a good career. I mean, played a long time, but it wasn't nearly – if you would have thought what you saw coming out of SC, you would have thought he would have been right. the best running back ever. And so I think that Gibbs in a specialized role has the opportunity to be special as a change of pace electric back. The only reason why you didn't hear me gush over him and I didn't have him quite as high is I like backs that are physical, and Gibbs isn't that. He's always looking for, you know, the, the spin or the juke or the finesse move, the jump cut, because he's not looking to drive his shoulder pads into a defender. And that's okay. That's not his game. Not everybody has to be that way. But similarly, while everybody doesn't have to be that way, I also don't have to like a running back that uh, isn't my style or my cup of tea. And that's where Gibbs kind of fit for me. Yeah. Don's not going to like uh, a whole lot of what we say here. He's a Lions fan. So. <laughs> Well, we are a Bears podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> KB, there's somebody backstage. You're muted. <laughs> Man, you you know what? I because just because you know what I'm saying. Y- y'all know I love the man. You, you know how big of a deal the whole situation was that ended up transpiring that that got him here. But it's it's also a guy who, like I said, it's a lot of times I love the passion too because he's so knowledgeable. So Jordan, hey bro, hey, I I, I will let you do your thing on this one, man. Go you want ahead. to introduce like, our guest here, Jordan. Bro. 
Oh, you want me to introduce the guy that I just absolutely love? Yes, Big sir. Andrew Billings, my, my guy that I thought should have been a first-rounder coming out of Baylor is a top-40 prospect and is going to play, honestly, I think starting one tech for this defense, and I'm excited to learn what he thought about OTAs with his staff. And, uh, Andrew, why don't you come on in and tell us about, is this, you got your track shoes on? Is, is Coach Flus working you hard and getting you in shape to play uh, that one tech for this defense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, we're working hard. <laughs> How we doing? Good morning, brother. Good morning. Good morning. How y'all doing? Hey, you know he's working hard. We got that car hard on. I see you, big dog. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, uh, I, I just want to say that I, this man here, bro, hard. One of the hardest working men I knew, man. One of the greatest men I know, man. He, the stuff that he does, the charity work he does, the camps he holds back home, man. Listen, that boy Andrew Billings, man. That that's a dog right there, man, and and he's one like I said, one of the best people I know. So, what's going on, cuz? What's up? What's up? Appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. So so I know the first thing on everybody's mind, all right, because I you know we we did the the whole the whole family guy, you know what I'm saying routine on you with the you know what I'm saying one person would say one thing and smoke in the back, you know what I'm saying so. When did the Chicago thing happen, man? How long did we know? <laughs> I mean, everybody knew about Chicago probably as soon as I did, to be honest with you. Okay. Uh, but it, it's it's truly a, it's a great opportunity to play again. And now I'm you know, on a team that you know, has a rich history. And you know, my family, all my family members love Chicago. I've always liked Chicago, so... I was just, you know, I was thinking about it the other day, like just, you know, actually, you know, it's nice to to be somewhere, you know, that you used to watch as a kid. Yeah. Like, and I used to watch having yeah. to be playing in the house and stuff. Like, and I've always just liked football, but you know, just having a team that, you know, has a little history with your heart. So. Yeah, yeah, and we got a lot of history of defense, man. We love our defense in yeah. Chicago, so. To, to come in and help us revamp this defensive line is is really exciting. And I don't want to say that that our recruiting kind of <laughs> pulled you this way, but I'm going to say our recruiting <laughs> pulled you this way. And we appreciate you being a Chicago Bear, brother. Definitely welcome to Chicago. Uh, it's, I, I, I jumped out my bed the, the morning. I, saw, I was like, I know a Chicago Bear. I was pumped, dude. <laughs> It's, 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 it's like I said, man. It's it's one thing when you have a team, and then all of a sudden you have something that's more of a rooting interest that becomes invested in it. Now it's the hey, man. This this is where my family's at. So it's no more going to Cleveland and having to tell Cleveland fans like, look, man, <laughs> like this is. I'm not out here picking sides right now. I I I'm I'm rooting for y'all too. Okay, I'm rooting for y'all too. So I don't got to beat nobody up now, which I, I definitely appreciate because that we were we were trending along that track that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So how's your offseason going, Andrew? Uh, 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 KB, tell me where you're at. I didn't know if you wanted everyone to know, but uh, I know you're you're training and uh, just how, how's everything going, man? Uh, can you tell us who you're down there working with or or what's going on? I'm, I'm, I'm out working with people on Rito out in Florida. It's just. It's a place I've always come throughout the years, and it's just great. It's a great place to get in shape, great place to get ready for for camp and you know preseason and things like that. And you train hard, but you know you train hard because like 
you have to be in a certain shape to get into football shape. Like you just can't walk up into, you know, camp and stuff and, and just get in football shape there. It's, it's, it's very hard to do. So, you know, I'm sorry trying to get in shape enough that I can get into football shape safely. Yeah. We go. Yeah. Yeah. Staying safe is the number one thing, especially, yeah. you know, you're, you're, you're in the trenches there <laughs> fighting. I mean, that's, uh, that's crazy. Um, we do have our guy, Christopher Watts here. He was not able to make it to your last interview, but he's a big fan as well. Uh, he lives in England, so uh, maybe you can catch his accent. Chris, you got anything you'd like to ask, Andrew? <laughs> yeah, um, Andrew, I, I hope you can understand my accent. I've got a, I've got like a, a, a Yorkshire English accent, so uh, I hope you can understand what I'm saying. But uh, it's it's just such an honor to meet you, and I'm I'm so sort of glad you've. You're spending time with us because uh, you're the first NFL player I've ever spoken to. And it's even better that you're a Chicago Bears. So welcome to the Bears, mate. And uh, I hope, uh, I hope you know, that you have a fantastic training camp and, uh, you know, and, and you're ready for the season. So, uh, yeah, it's an absolute blast meeting you, mate. And, uh, yeah, bear down to you, brother. Bear down to you, mate. All right. Bear down. Nice to, nice to meet you. All the way from England. Yeah, Chris is actually coming in yeah. um, later in October. He's going to be in Chicago for the game against the Vikings and the game against the Raiders. So it's uh, it's pretty exciting times here at the barroom, getting our guy all the way across the pond and yeah. uh, getting all that worked yeah. out. That's pretty uh, cool, man. Well, it's, it's going to be really cool because, like uh, – it's going to be cool because when Andrew's on the pitch, I can go, you know, I've actually spoken to that guy. No, he's, I've spoken to Andrew Billings. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be really cool. But, uh, yeah, can't wait to see you play, Andrew. And, uh, yeah, I just want you to bring back the Monsters of the Midway defense where we, we scare the shit out of uh, the opponent's offense. So, uh, yeah, thank brilliant you. to see you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Andrew will be busy that day going up against Andre James and shaking hands after the game with uh, some of your old comrades, Andrew, with yeah. Max Crosby and Chandler Jones. And uh, it's a little different here in Chicago to have all those star-studded DNs next to you. But um, I, I guess I'm curious, if you don't mind me asking, I'd, I'd love to know how different is your role early this year with the Bears compared to what you had with the Raiders last year? Because in many ways – you kind of were, were a Wiley vet along with some of those other guys there at Chandler Jones, multi-year NFL vet, Max Crosby already established. And now you're here with the Bears where in many ways you are the, the senior, the old elder man on campus in a way where especially now we're talking about they just drafted and it by no means replaced. I think I'd love for you to, to, to expound or talk about it if you've heard. Uh, not We're not talking game plan or strategy here, but I'm sure Eberflus has talked out loud about having multiple waves of rushers and uh, now you're kind of that elder statesman in a way when you see them draft Dexter out of Florida and a Pickens yeah. out of South Carolina. And uh, I'd love to kind of hear you just wax on about those players, your experience kind of, I imagine you're coaching, trying to bring those guys along as best yeah. as you can. And yeah. 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 I mean, that's, that's, that's actually, that's a big role that, you know, I've, I've I kind of stepped into this year, just working with those rookies, you know, you know, every day, you know, they, you know, you got people that, you know, they're working, you know, three technique stuff, you know, one technique stuff. And I try to definitely help in when I can, especially on the one technique. <laughs> yeah. That, that's where I'm at. And, you know, and there's, there's some, there's some, they're, they're big boys. I mean, they're built different. So I have to, you know, really watch, 
you know, what I say, because I, I, I play things a little differently because, you know, I'm short, and, you know, I have a little different bit of leverage, but, you know, I'm sitting there, yeah, I, it's kind of interesting. It's the first year I've like really, really, you know, took the time to, to watch them and uh, it's, it's actually been pretty fun. I mean, they come to me a lot and ask me questions and it's just, it's fun to help them and just see them develop, you know, it, it's, it's, uh, it's kind of amazing really because, you know, it, it's, it's, I'm on, I'm going on my eighth year in the NFL and, and you know, this is the, these guys, you know, first year and, you know, hopefully, you know, I'll be long gone, retired and, you know, be able to watch them play, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I kind of helped, I helped that kid, you know, when he was, when he was a rookie and I look at him like, it's, it's, it's interesting because you always want to see people succeed, especially in the NFL. Well, you know, once you've been in the NFL so long, you're like, man, I learned so much. I just, I just want them to, I want them to be on year three in their second year, you know, just help them develop that much faster, just that much more because you know, you've seen enough for it. You see that they have it and they can do it and they can, they can do it faster i mean your your length in the nfl your longevity already is is a testament to just your 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 skill your your talent your your experience in the league i mean it's, it's exceptional and so i'm excited to have you i mean i feel like just to kind of piggy on that i feel like this is all coming full circle we were trying so hard just to try to rope you in and be like come on man here in chicago and, and you're here so we're excited and uh no did he, did he freeze there we go. Okay. Oh, as I say, if we can't trade insider trading secrets, that's fine. But um, are you allowed to share what the bod pod weight is that they want you at? I'm just curious what uh, they want their one tech at. They, they they want me light. They want me light and agile. I mean, that, that's just. Okay. I, I'm just. Well, I guess let me yeah. ask you this: Is it going to be the lightest you've ever played at in your career? I'm. You know, every year I strive to come back in the best shape I've ever came back in my career. Like, that, that's why I'm out here. I'm just trying to get in the best shape possible. Well, I need you to be a, a lean, mean, disruptive machine over there That's at that one tech front, boy. That's I'm right. excited. I'm excited, Andrew. I'm telling you, I, I, uh, I've always held you in high regard coming out of Baylor, and I, I was telling you back there. I even think you could play some three, and so I'm excited to see what. The, I know they're going to watch you at one, but like, you know, we're we're talking about those under and over fronts. All yeah, of a sudden, yeah. you know, strengths of the of the formation change. All of a sudden, you're yeah. flipping. I'd, I'd be curious to see if they uh, let you play some three because I think you have that ability to you as well. Yeah, every year, every year it happens. You know, we, we slide the front. And, yeah, you know, I don't like out there ten times a year. <laughs> hey man, we 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 taking the over on five stacks, bro. Just know that. Just know that. <laughs> so this this is the one thing I'm, I've been kind of curious on. So you we hear a little bit of the talk with uh Demarcus Walker, him being as vocal as he is. What type of guy? Have you is he what you know? What I'm saying, what have you seen? Uh, do you get the leadership qualities from him? Uh, you know, saying things of that nature. What, yeah. what what are we getting out of Demarcus Walker? Man, I, uh, you know, he's he's a huge leader on the field, but even off the field, like you know, he's a vocal guy on the field. Like when he steps on the field, he kind of, you know, he flips the switch. You know, he, he kind of he's more vocal. But man, off the field, you can sit right down with him, have a one on one conversation. It's like you're talking to anybody else. I've already done it. So like it's, uh, <laughs> he he brings a very interesting dynamic to this D line. I, I think that's really going to help us, and it's really going to help us. You know, a guy that can you know be vocal you know on the field, but also you know approachable, someone that you know a rookie can go up and talk to. I think yeah. that's huge. So is uh is was he kind of the one that really has clicked with you so far? Have you spoke to anyone else on the? I know we brought in Tremaine Edmonds from Buffalo. He comes with you know, a, a big background of being this uh, 
this leader and and really fast and all those things and and Edwards from Philly we brought him in and and he's a Chicago guy uh have you have you really clicked with any of the guys or, or are there any you know any guys that we would know that you're like yeah me, me and this guy hit it off and blah 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 I mean I kind of hit it off with everybody and the way we've been like working together yeah, uh, Edmonds, Jones, <laughs> like everybody. It's just, and it's a very interesting dynamic. It's it's it's, a, it's been. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but we we, this team is uh, has a different feeling around it. Oh, very I like different feeling around it, and it's it's it's, it's even from the rookies, like the, just the way they I click with them because, you know, they they're they're coming ready to work. It's it's a uh, and most rookies do, but. You know, I think, I think this team was on a mission before that. Before you know, free agency and the draft started. I, I think there was a, I think there was a, a culture, you know, in the works that you know we've all come to be a part of, and and you can feel it because that just everybody just came in. We kind of got on the same page quickly, basically. That's something that we love to hear because. Uh... You know, this this the last regime kind of tore down a lot of our culture here in Chicago. Uh, we got rid of guys that, that we've been fans of for years and bringing in new guys. I definitely love to hear that you guys have clicked already and, and conversations good and you're hanging out with you actually like to be around each other. I mean, I'm sure there's some locker rooms in the NFL where they're like, yeah, I mean, I, I work with this guy on Sundays, but I don't talk to his ass any other time. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's huge. That's very huge, man. Yeah. And we do actually, we hang out outside of the, outside of the locker room. Off the field, so, uh, I know when you were in Chicago, it was for OTAs and you guys were working a lot. Have you, have you been able to take any, take any of the cuisine in, uh, locally? When I go to Chicago, I'm watching ball games and I'm eating. So I like yeah. to hear what, what some of the players, <laughs> where they like to go to eat, what, what kind of stuff they like to eat. Uh, have yeah, you no, found anywhere like that? Um, I've been around a little bit. I went to, uh, uh Eddie Merlot's, um, I've been to uh, – it's another restaurant. It's a pizza It's a pizza spot. That narrows it down. Yeah, <laughs> help. Um, but, but, We're not but, talking about the big ones, right? Lumonati's. Uh, no, 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 no. Yeah, it's not a big one. Uh, but we, we've actually used the train, you know, get downtown. It's, it's, it's actually – it's a lot easier when you start to learn how to use a train. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. is. it is. It is. <laughs> it makes life a lot more bearable. That's awesome. Yeah, I know whenever we go to Chicago, our favorite pizza place is uh, Rilio's in Homewood. <laughs> Definitely, we hit that place up, and it's uh, excellent, excellent food. Really awesome. Andrew, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask, and I know, believe me, I understand very clearly that defense is your game, and so to, to ask you about the offense is a little bit out of left field, But uh, and I, I don't expect you to, to give me any negative report, um, but just in your experience of dealing with different quarterbacks throughout the league, um, what have you seen from Justin Fields thus far? And I know it's just been OTAs, but right, right. Um, you know, just your experience in, in working around him, seeing him as he's entering uh, third year and you know, the leader he is anything that you've kind of been able to glean from, from being with him in the bears and OTAs. Yeah. Oh, Oh, we lost your audio. I think your mic cut. 
yeah, it's just muffled. It's, really, I don't know. Yeah, it's like really muffled. Yeah. Can you hear me better now? It's a little better, but it's still muffled. How about now? It better, there it better, goes. Better. Perfect. Okay. <laughs> All right. Now, um, he can move and he can throw the ball. You know, I don't really get to watch him because, you know, defensive field is always facing away from the offense. But, you know, you, you hear the oohs and ahs and you see the receivers running out the back of the end zone. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going on over there. And they were the yeah. working hard, too. It's good. It's definitely good. So, has there been one rookie? You know what I'm saying? Because I, you know, so we gotta we gotta shift this a little bit. Is there been one rookie that has really impressed you? You know what I'm saying? I know all of them are, are doing their thing. I know all of them are working hard. But is there one that's just like, hey man, he he might be real special now? Is, uh, I'll be honest with you, they all have. They all have. Okay. And I think the the greatest impression comes when you know when they put the pads on, right? Because it's it's a uh, the NFL is, is is doing stuff almost for a rookie because I remember my rookie year. The hardest part about being a rookie is when the pads on doing exactly what you're taught to do, mm. uh, and and that's just you learn how to do that better every year. That's what makes a that's what makes a vet a vet. Mm. You know, it's it's uh it's just remembering hand placement, pad height, just. Alignment, you know, sometimes you know, when you're in the middle of the heat, your alignment you might forget, forget where to line up, you might forget, put your ball hand down, things like that. And and that's that's when you know, when the pass come on, then that that's when I mean, that's when people make the team, that's where starters make the starting spot. So, I mean, it's it's right now we're about to go into camp, and if right now, you know, that's that's when the team is built, and that's when the, the rookies can impress everybody, yeah. me, coaches. Yeah, yeah. The uh, the Bears put out a couple of videos. I know you were in in one where they were showing the D line drill, and, and that got me pretty fired up. They showed, uh, I think, Dexter go through, and I know you came through at the very end. And I was like, oh, I know who ninety seven is. So uh, <laughs> I'm, I've I've been looking for a jersey already. I, I'm I'm trying to get me one before uh, before October. We're we're doing a trying to do a big ballroom meetup in October, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, my wife's already told me, Let me, give me a Billings jersey too. You know, she she was with us in, in Cleveland, and she's definitely uh, she got a lot of love for you too. She was excited to hear I was talking to you again. Um, I appreciate you guys. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, you got anything else that you wanted to ask, uh, Mr. Yeah, Billings? I mean, Andrew, I'm I'm just curious. Can I, can I, can I ask? Uh, can I, can oh, I ask go ahead, Chris. Chris, please. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, so sorry, John. Sorry, Andrew. I've always wanted to ask, uh, like a professional sportsman like yourself, Andrew, how you deal with the pressure of like your job's always in the public eye. It's such a results industry. You know, you got so much media attention around you. Um, how, how how do you deal with the ups and downs of a season? Sort of mentally, do you get help with your teammates or the clubs actually have people you can go and talk to? I'm just interested in how you've dealt with. The ups and downs and the, and the mental stress uh, throughout yeah. your career. Yeah, no. Uh, every team I've been on, they've always had a professional there if you need. They're always there to talk to you, and a lot of our therapy happens, All you right. know, All in, right. in the locker room. It's, that's where we, us as players, you know, we talk to each other. But I mean, you know, it, it's hard. Camp is hard, but everything's worth it when game day comes around. I mean, because it's, it's funny because the yeah. season sometimes feels like the shortest part of my career. 
This is, you know, <laughs> we have what, 17, Mm. 18 Right. weeks, and it, it's going like that. But the game day, it, it makes it worth it. And the older you get, the more it's worth it. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind yeah. of crazy because, like, you Talking know, it's, about you, yeah. yeah, it's, it's the funnest part. I mean, and that's, that's why you do it. Yeah, I, I like practice. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Man, you ain't got a lot of us. <laughs> Nobody likes practice. We play Because <laughs> you can go out there, you know, just try things out. You know, think you're not going to do game. Like, I can go out there and hit a spin move three times. <laughs> but, you know, game day is like when you see all the work come, come, come together. And, like, I mean, after the game, I sit, sit down and watch game film like five times. I might watch practice film two times. That's how much game day means to me. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Andrew, if I could ask, you, you know, you know me, I just, um, I just always like to ask Andrew, because I, you know me, I like, I think from our, our first time interview, I like to ask you about scheme, your experience at scheme. Uh, what do you feel is, is different from coach Graham's system last year and in Las Vegas and kind of that, that odd front and working with some of that gap and a half uh, principle, as opposed to what you're doing now and, and kind of that one gapping look and, get off the ball, be explosive, be disruptive, get upfield, play the, play the run on the way to the pass. And um, what is, what has been your experience with the bears thus far? And I'm sure it's not too new from you. You probably were, were you with coach Gunther and Cincy back when? Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> I told you so I'm like, okay, yeah. it's probably back to that coach Gunther feel. Um, but I mean, just anything that you could kind of expound on your, your feelings in in bears OTAs. And I guess I'm curious too about uh, your the conditioning. Are you feeling like bears practice is, The heavy one of the heaviest conditions you've ever felt because that's one of the things that we hear as fans is that uh, practices are, are the most grueling that you've you've seen. Get your track shoes on, get running, get ready. Um, so could you just talk about that? Yeah, about practice, like, I've been around different teams and stuff, but for me, I always remember what college felt like. And being at Baylor at the hurry up, like, it, it pretty much got me ready for anything in the NFL. Like, we used to. We used to snap the ball, be back, be be back out. We don't huddle at Baylor. We'd be back on the ball within 12 seconds, ready for the next snap. So it's just like, uh, I'm so glad I went to Baylor because <laughs> uh, it, it got you ready for everything. And yeah, we do, we do run, we do run at the Bears, and you know. But for me, it's running to the ball has just been a part of my career, you know, from Yeah. Bengals all the way to now. So, I mean, even PG, we have to turn and run. So. Uh, My my son's in middle school, and they're always like, "You y'all better run to that next drill. You better run to Yeah, that." You know, and that's where it starts. That's where it starts. But as far as the you know scheme, you just hit it right on the head. So I mean, it's it's just it's just a little different. But at the end of the day, it's the same principle. It really is. As uh, as a as a one technique zero G, you're still a nose guard. So you know you're you're the middle of the defense, and a lot of things happen based off you, and you affect a lot of things around the defense. I'll, uh, I'll be excited to see. I mean, I imagine, and you probably know this better. Uh, you guys, in practice, you don't get to go against the ones, right? Even if, during pads, you're always going against second team O. No, you go. We got good on good one on ones, not okay. one on ones like pass rush, but like, yeah, Yeah, good well, on good. I mean, Yeah. then I'm excited because I, I certainly, I think that uh, I don't know how much you've gotten to connect with Tevin Jenkins and Nate Davis, but I'm sure that uh, and Cody White here for that matter playing the new, new pivot. Yeah. But I'm sure that'll be some exciting, some exciting fisticuffs at games Yeah. when it's. That warm Yeah. Chicago weather and it's it's training camp and it's it's Yeah. grinding on you. I'm sure that'll be some fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 easier to go against 
it's, it's easier for starters to go against starters now when we don't have pads on because you know mm. at the end of the day we're, we're we're trying to you know professionals we're trying to stay off the ground yeah. but you know but when once you get the pads on it comes full speed you know then you you try to mix and match not only because they want to get different looks at guys so I mean if the rookies might go against the ones because they want to just see guys against guys you know and mm. see what see what they do but throughout the season I think that's when it you know kind of calms down because you know, we we have to make it to the end of the season yeah. Yeah, it's a long season too. KB, you you act like you was gonna ask. There, there's that. There's definitely something I want to ask because you know, along along with you coming to Chicago, you have two high price. I ain't gonna say two high price. You have one high price acquisition that's really behind you, and you got another one that's very underrated and got a hell of a deal coming in uh, Edwards. How how is it? You know what I'm saying? Knowing that you have one freak of nature and then you have one of the I'm going to do everything everything linebacker behind you. How, how does that feel knowing that you got guys like that behind you? It feels good but it's it's not because of you know I never played with them and it, it's really what what inspired me about these guys is just the way they're working mm. and I know that's going to carry on throughout the year and that's, that's what I'm looking for you know for these these big name guys who have a lot of pressure on their on their shoulders because I mean, come on, this, that's what the deep – they're here to change this defense. and right. That's what they're going to do. But to see them working as hard as they do, I mean, it's that's really what – it kind of keeps everybody working. That's a huge part of the, you know, the culture is just everybody's working no matter who they are. And, and that's that's what they mean to everybody. When, you know, when younger guys, older guys, and just whoever look, looks, looks at somebody like that and sees them working, I mean, that's just like, okay, that's what we're doing. That's where we're going. And, then that's where we go. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna say, man. You know, we first thing we was like, man. You, you know, we got we got my cousin in the middle, man. You, you, that's a big body. He gonna he gonna eat up some blocks. So you gonna you gonna have these guys coming downhill. You know, what I'm saying right. racking up some of these tackles, man. So hey, I was, PFS got us ranked number two in the league now. Number two. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's good to hear, man. I'm, it's it's yeah. nice. It's, it's, it's refreshing to hear that the the work is actually meeting the what the demand is. It's right. hey, they coming in and they're they're busting their ass. They're they're working just as hard as the the lowest man who might be on the roster. You know what I'm saying? That's it, that's what everybody wants to hear. That's what we want to know because that breeds success. So, yeah. man, I, I'm I'm loving it, man. I look, it's it's this this is the deepest we've gotten. You feel me? It's like, hey, man, look, you, we know the outside. We got folks that go to training camps, but no, nah, man, you in the trenches with this, man. You're yeah. you're there, so it's 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 wonderful feeling, man. It's wonderful feeling. So uh, week one, we we got Bears Packers. And I know Ooh. you said you got family that's Bears fans. <laughs> Does do a lot of the players understand the hatred? I don't have another word, but. The hatred that we have for Packers fans who have been spoiled the last three decades. They've had Hall of Fame quarterbacks and and they're winning all these games and 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 we've struggled. I'm not gonna lie about it, but have you do you feel like the players on the team understand how big that game is for, for us fans? Definitely. But uh Yeah, yeah. I think they do, but whatever's not understood will be understood on game day. Like they, <laughs> like, we'll see y'all out there, and they won't understand. That's, that's how it is with with uh, Bengals. Uh, <laughs> like it, it's oh, understood. Yes. Raiders, uh, KC, like it, it, it gets understood quickly. And then those <laughs> games, you know, they become big games. 
Yeah. So, so we this 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 kind of transitions into the 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 stuff talking of uh the situation. So does everybody kind of identify with what Justin Jones said? Because that's somebody that's that's somebody that you know what I'm saying we don't never really bring up now, but uh with how he said the stuff about the Packers fans. Being, oh, not knowing football and y'all, you know what I'm saying? Y'all ready to come in there and, and, and bust asses. So I, I think that's just Justin Jones and Gates <laughs> with the fan base. Tell him, Andrew, Justin knows what we want to hear as fans. Hey, <laughs> yeah, I was sitting there looking. I was like, that's going to be what I asked. That's definitely going to be on the forefront of my mind here. <laughs> Because that man sat there and he, you you seen in his eyes, he was speaking from the heart, man. No, forget I them. It, I believe it. <laughs> uh, Justin Jones, Justin Jones, one of the first people I met, you know, and that's, that's a good guy. Up. That's what's up, Andrew. If I could ask, because I just I always find this interesting. I know you're working down in Florida, working hard to get in shape and and uh, drop the weight and get in the best shape you've ever been in. But I'm just curious if there's anything that you find about your game that you're particularly working on this off season. Like, hey, I'm trying to work. You get better at my hand usage or pass rush or, uh, you know, run defense saying stout my gap. And, or if there's anything that even Coach Hines or, or Coach Smith have kind of given you as kind of a little homework to be like, hey, when you come back for training camp, we'd like to see you develop this. Or is there anything that you're working on? Yeah, apart from you know, getting in the best shape ever, I mean, one thing I always work on is my ability to pass rush because it's not always a, a demand that's given to me. But, you know, when you get caught out there, you can't, we can't let it drop off. I mean, it's, it's, that, that's another thing about the NFL. Like, yeah, we don't ask you to pass much, but if you get caught out there, you better, you better collapse the pocket. So, you know, do something. So, I always work on that. Um, you know, I just think just working on my feet. I, I think, um, you know, everything else that I work on every year, I'm still going to work on. But, you know, as far as like you said, you know, hitting that gap and, and everything, just working on my feet. Get my feet quicker, get them in sync with my hands better. Is that something you can work on every year? Is it is it fair to ask that you're probably in the best shape of your life? And the reason I bring that up is because I know we talked previously about taking the year off, taking the kind of sabbatical of the COVID year, and then trying to yeah. come back. And I imagine now you're starting to get – I don't want to call it a second win, but this isn't new anymore. This isn't like, hey, I'm kind of picking up the, the one year on the Raiders and seeing what yeah. I get my body back in shape. I imagine in many ways you're probably back to – would it be fair to say – I know you're a little older now, but – kind of those young rookie years that it's Cincy behind Gino and behind the rest of the group and kind of feeling yeah. like you're back back to that old Andrew there. Yeah, I'm closer to that than ever, but, you know, I consider my best shape is when I played, you know, soccer in middle school. We're, <laughs> okay. we're, we're running a mile, then doing sprints, and then doing a the whole scrimmage for a whole hour. Like, like, I remember how that felt, and honestly, I've kind of been chasing that feeling ever since. Okay. <laughs> it felt good, man. Uh <laughs> you know, even though I know that's never gonna happen, I'm never running two miles like that. <laughs> but you know, that's what I'm looking for, and I mean, that's why I'm out here because I know when I get back to camp, like everything's gonna fall in line very quickly. Yeah. Well, while you are down in Florida, I just came back from Florida last month. I took my son on a fishing trip, and he fished me under the damn boat. I think he caught about four or five before I caught anything. He was like, how many you caught, Dad? And I'm like, I'll, I'll push you in this water, boy. <laughs> but uh, do you get any free time while you're down there that, that's, that's uh, you know, to go fishing? Or what do you like to do while you're not working? You know what I mean? Yeah, no, me, me and my wife, we go walk on the beach. I mean, 
that's the, that's the wonderful thing about Florida is like, you know, I can go work out, get my workout in, and go, you know, hop in the ocean for a little bit. And the ocean feels so good, you know, it's yeah. water. It's almost like, you know, a little rehab. Get out, you know, go walk a mile. Yeah, it's just, it's staying busy. It's, it's easier to do it out here. It's always warm outside. It might rain here and there, but you know, it's like a, it's like a vacation, but you get to work. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, when I try to bring you on here, obviously we love you as a, as KB's cousin and, and, and you're, and we're big fans of you. We're so happy you're with the bears, but I try to allow bears fans to get to know you as a person, not just a football player. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. many times we're fans of a team and we only know them on the field on Sundays and keep up with them like that. I think if people got to know you as a person, it would help uh, the love in Chicago for you grow. And I definitely think you're on your way to that. Uh, yeah. I, I'm seeing it in the chat and, and, and definitely a lot of, we're, we're happy to have you in Chicago for sure. Oh yeah. I'm happy to be here. Do you guys got anything else or, uh, or did you want to, we can, you know what I'm saying, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying. We kind of, you know, we hit on a few things. You know what I'm saying. We we ain't gonna we ain't gonna poke around too much or pry too much. You know what I'm saying. We we appreciate everything that you gave us, and you know what I'm saying. We appreciate the time because, like I said, we know you're down there training. You know what I'm saying. You you also on a little mini vacation with the wife. So, hey, you know what I'm saying. We're not gonna keep you. You know, let you get back to that. I know how it is. So. Hey, where, where's she at? Just like I say, hi. Where's she at? Where's she at? Where's she, she actually, she's literally got that. She got. <laughs> she went to the airport at four o'clock in the morning. She has her. Um, Gabby's getting married. Oh, somebody see? Look, man, is this too many people getting married? I'm just sitting over here. <laughs> <thing going lovely. laughs> <laughs> oh, That's not your life, kid. Hey, man, look, it is what it is, man. I, I would like to ask you uh, to get one. I want to get a little drop from you. So so if you could say this is Andrew Billings of the Chicago Bears, uh, you're good. listening to the Barfly Tailgate Show, uh, that would be fantastic. And I'll pull that, and then we'll have something to drop in our intro. It would be great. All right. I can give you that. All right, uh, man. Just right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, this is Andrew Billings. You're listening to the Barfly Tailgate Show. Bear down. Thanks, brother. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. Andrew, I guess if I could just one final question. I always just find it interesting. Are you are you working solo out in Florida or do you have any other NFL or NFL players that you're kind of working alongside? Oh yeah, no. I'm working out with other NFL players. Yeah. We, okay. We, we, we better that one. Got it. Awesome. All right, well, Andrew, I always appreciate it. I know I'm yep. saying it for me, but I know we all do. I, I can tell that you're obviously playing busy, but we appreciate you taking the time and yes, it's sir. uh as, as AC said, it's yeah. always a pleasure to get to know you behind, uh, beyond just the, the the field between the white lines, and getting to know you a little better as a person. And uh, excited to have you in Chicago, brother. Truly, we're excited to to watch you play, and I hope that this year is fruitful. Uh, good good vibes, good juju, no no injuries, and plenty productive. And we'll uh, be wishing you blessings and multiple successes. Thank you, man. Thank you guys for having me. Bear down, yeah. brother. Cheers, on that. Man, how awesome was that? God, he's amazing every time. <laughs> Cut in the middle of uh, talking rookies and, and and had to bring our guy in. It was a great conversation. He doesn't hide from questions, which is great. You know, it just – and, I mean, and KB's related to him, you know. <laughs> man, she was wild, ain't it? <laughs> it's crazy, man. 
I know KB, you're the man always for 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 getting us uh, some time with your your cousin and. Uh, I know, I, obviously, I know you'll let them know. We try to let them know, but uh, we're very appreciative of it. And you know, I'm speaking for you, AC and Chris, but I'm sure you, you feel the same way. It's uh, an amazing guy. It's truly, I think, AC, you really hit on the head there. Is it's so special to be able to see a player beyond just what the number says on the back of the jersey, the name on the back of the jersey, how he plays, and uh, just, you know, hearing all about the, the NFL lifestyle. And I'm truly, I'm excited for him. I think that uh, we talked about it earlier with the draft coverage, but this defensive line has all of the room for opportunity. And uh, I, I didn't want to ask him, you know, because I'm sure he's, he's felt like he's got plenty of opportunity before. But truly, I think that, I mean, this kind of goes back to my feeling about him coming out is, I know KB probably knows this better than anybody because his cousin, but he didn't really get a chance because he led it behind Gino Atkins, one of the better penetrating D tackles of the last 10 years. And so, Man. and then just kind of fell into, to, I don't want to say trouble, but like Cleveland didn't work out, um, for, you know, for whatever reason. Then you have the COVID year and trying to get back on the track and get back on the bike. Mm-hmm. And I'm just, I'm really excited for the idea that, he is one. He's the veteran, as we talked about. He's going to be able to. I love hearing that he's coaching up the young young pups. But I also think, and I, I know he knows the game. I know he's a smart guy. When you come training camp, you're going to put those pads on. You're going to earn your spot. And I think that in many ways, he's probably going to be given the best opportunity of his career. No, <laughs> oh, yeah. Aldo's. Aldo's stupid as hell. Bro. I just read that shit, and I'm just like, oh my god, not ten to twenty, bro. <laughs> Aldo, you want to set him up a collect calls? Right. <laughs> Hello, <laughs> you wild oh, the legend. The yeah, legend. Uh, I want to speak. I want to speak on this. Barely some more, man. Look, if if it's something that we sprinting to, I might got him in a sprint, bro. If you get if you get his hands on me, then it's a different story. You get his hands. Hey, it on depends me, on what's back. on that finish line, though, KB. Yeah, that, that is true. That is true. You know what I'm right, look. I ain't trying Big to get stack beat of up. pancakes. I, I think he's got yeah, you, KB. <laughs> I, I tell you what, though, I'm, I'm actually curious, though, KB. Would you actually beat him in a foot race? You think so? Oh man, look. First, first of all, don't let don't let this you know what I'm saying this old age body fool you. Now your boy still got some pep in his step. You know. <laughs> uh, you no, know, I get you. I'm just, and here's the thing, because no doubt, like, hey, physics still play a role, but I mean, look, and I'm not telling you that Andrew's the fastest it'll probably be quick. play, but he moves well for a big Oh, player. yeah, bro, it'll, it'll, it'll probably be close. I ain't gonna lie to you. Uh, I got I got this uh, ongoing joke with uh, certain folks at work, man. I got maybe about three minutes of uh, superhero sprinting left in my body. Uh, <laughs> I save those for, for when I need them at work. <laughs> if I if I have to bust them out to prove a point at, at the family get together, then I might have to tap into that, man. But listen, right now your boy, your, your, your boy look, looks good, but it ain't always feeling good. You feel what I'm saying? Well, you gotta stay in firefighter. Yes. I was just gonna say though, three minutes. Three minutes is good, KB. I've literally got a good solid 20 seconds. <laughs> After 20 seconds, man, that's it. I'm fucked. <laughs> but I am, 50, I am 50 this year, so I've got an excuse that I'm losing my natural healthiness, which I felt this year. You know, like, they say younger, you just have a natural healthy thing. Well, I'm completely losing my natural health now, and I'm slowly turning into that little... Middle-aged bloke, what I'm slowly turning into. So, uh, KP, I, I reckon it'll be a close race, mate. But it's been enjoyable watching you with this massive hangover for the last hour and a half, slowly crumbling into your into your hoodie. 
Hey man, look, you know, I was gonna say you see the hoodie starting to they it come in like this, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I might actually start wearing shirts while covering my arms up. You feel me? I'm, I'm getting older, oh, baby. Don't bump up <laughs> hey, you start you start lifting with your cousin there, and you ain't gonna be able to wear no sleeves. Man, look, nah. I, I, I would I would take that. You know what I'm saying? I'd I love to do that. Like it's funny. So a guy I actually work with, uh, he actually played linebacker for Purdue back in the day uh so is he actually it's like when he's at work bro i know his schedule down to a t we come in immediately he goes to run he'll pop out like maybe like around 10 or 11 like hey y'all need anything hey we good all right man, i'm gonna go back and lift again he, then he goes and works his core and then later on he back in there by five o'clock moving iron i'm like bro it's clockwork it's clockwork man mm-hmm. uh but it's, it's funny because hey we we actually got a couple guys that that actually play play some college ball. Uh, Jordan, I, I don't know how far your your uh, you know what I'm saying your scouting knowledge goes all the way back to or not, but uh, there was a guy who played for NIU back in the day by the name of Marcus Perez was uh was a wide receiver for him man, probably one of the fastest, probably top five, top ten fastest people in the in the NCAA at that time. He he actually works for the works at the fire department with me. Huh. That's cool. Yeah, yeah no, man. admittedly, I'm not. I mean, I'd love to tell you that I, I watch NIU tape all the time, and oh, I yeah. should. I should with as much of the the offensive linemen that have come out of NIU recently. But yeah, no, hey, I, we just got one at Kentucky. Well, yeah. <laughs> with yeah, that transfer portal, Lord knows Kentucky. Go. Lord knows Kentucky needs those offensive linemen. Goddamn yeah, right they do. yeah, our guys went to the league. We need to replace them. <laughs> But yeah, man, it's 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 I, the you know what I'm saying you got those guys they they work out like crazy, man. It's Marcus is probably still one of the most in shape people I've ever met. Uh, like I said, Blake, uh, damn name dropping people, damn fuck it. Uh, Blake is uh like I said, he's probably what <laughs> middle mid forties now. It may, I don't you know what maybe not. I, I probably shouldn't even say that out loud. Because he might beat me up. <laughs> How would you say I would? <laughs> I'm gonna get beat up on my lieutenant, man. But I mean, he's he's also one of the most most in shape people I've ever met. Like the dude is solid. You know, say legit play middle linebacker. We talk about the days, and he's like, man, he's like, folks don't understand, man. You gotta you gotta know these offenses, man. I'm calling plays left and right. And I'm telling people where they're going, moving them around. He's like, man, they they don't understand how hard that shit is. So I, I kind of get the insider knowledge from him too. So. It's been it's been pretty it's pretty fun, man. I love my job. I love my job. I meant to ask Andrew while he was on here, uh, is he living up in Chicago or is he uh, Yeah, they, they actually did move up. They got he got a place. Okay. You helped him out with that, KB? Ah oh, hell no, I ain't helped him out with that. Look, <laughs> the place that he looking at, I wouldn't dare look there. Do they they rented a house or they just rented like an apartment? I I think it's just an apartment oh. right now. But uh, right, well, yeah, we're, we're you know we're, we're holding fingers crossed, hoping that he has a good year, and all of a sudden re-ups for another three years and buys a house. But. Hey man, I I need him to have that Akeem Hicks uh arc, man. He come in, everybody's like, oh yeah, that, that's that was a good signing, and then all of a sudden it turns into what I'm. That was a hell of a fucking signing. Now yeah, that's what I yeah. want personally. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I'll tell you uh, what, we, K, KB, you're gonna know better than anybody because he's your cousin. But I I've never got the sense from Andrew that he's a big bullshitter. And, uh, oh no! Not at I all. gotta say, I thought the the most interesting answer he gave, and it's really really salient, really telling, insightful is all that talk about the culture, rookies coming in looking different mm-hmm. than everybody else, and 
before the draft, before free agency, there was a feeling in the building. And it's uh, – man, I don't, like I said, it, all that's talk until the results come out on the field. But I'm excited. Right. I'm excited to see what it looks like. And uh, you get the secret insider knowledge of how much he's going to weigh and all that. But let, let me put it this way. I just <laughs> put it on the record. Somewhere between 318 to 320 is where he'll, he'll be, he'll be asked to be playing. Probably, man. You know, they they like the, they want them boys a little bit lighter so they can move a little quicker, man. And I he he gonna put in the work to do whatever he got to do. So, you know, what I'm saying I, it, it, it's it's funny because it's like, man, you know, all this time it was like once he got into the league, you you let the little kid and you come out, and it's just like, all right, yeah. Every time I play, I'm trading you to the Bears. Yeah, like yeah. that's that's always <laughs> the thing. Like, so to actually be able to be like, oh, I can pick this trash ass game up and actually see that you're actually on my my team you know what i'm saying it, 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 it's it's a wonderful feeling because like i say it changes the dynamic i know we talked about that before you go from being invested in a team just because you're invested all right yeah this is the team you watch blah blah blah. but now it's more than that it's i he's out there he's going to be out there i'm gonna see him you know what i'm saying everybody's gonna see him so, we're getting jerseys yeah we're, we're, we're gonna have jerseys with well, a nice I'm number gonna... too i might add because god mm-hmm. said he would have gone with some shit like 93 or 94 some... no 97 i can deal i can deal with 97 exactly so, so it's it's uh, i i'm over the mood it's i'm ecstatic bro it's it's still a crazy feeling because uh, i still don't believe it it's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean KB, KB, one of the things I really like uh, from Andrew that he's, got, he's just got like that really nice lack of ego. You know, I mean, oh, he's yeah. just talking to us where, where this guy's doing a podcast, well, you know, you know, apart mm. from Jordan. <laughs> no. But like, uh, who knows this stuff? But like, you know what I mean? Though? Like, to take take time out of his day, you don't know us. I mean, you know, you don't know the rest of us very well. And and uh, that that would have feel what really struck me is just how down to earth Andrew Warren. He just, you know, no ego. He would have sat it to chat to all of us, you know, and imagine like he does anybody. So um, yeah, when you have a chance, please uh, thank him again from me, will you, brother? I definitely will, man. I definitely will. As a matter of fact, me and texting right now. So <laughs> I'll I'll, share, I'll let him know, bro. <laughs> All right, well, uh, that was an excellent interview, but we were in the middle of our draft coverage, so uh, oh, yeah. I think we should finish up these last few picks and mm-hmm. uh, and then maybe get out of here. I know I know uh, Jordan's yep. got a brisket on the smoker. Yes, if, sir. Uh, <laughs> I don't want him to cook too long, and uh, my wife's been trying to get me. I was telling Jordan, I don't know if I said it on air before, she got me a smoker for Father's Day. She's wanting some chicken wings today, so. Your boy made some ribs yesterday. I think I'm gonna do some chicken wings today. How long do uh, the ribs take you? I gotta ask. Uh, I cooked them two hours plain, and then two hours I wrapped them in aluminum uh-huh. foil, and then uh, one hour with sauce on them. I did a the, yeah. They were pretty yeah, cool. I'm telling you. Yeah, I think I think <laughs> yeah. I think I'll, I'll, I think I'll be having a different sort of smirk later on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, I mean, I know you know they see living living in the South, but I mean, and I'm not, I'm living the West Coast, but something different when you start smoking and cooking that meat, it's it's it becomes an art too. Like you're like, oh yeah. shit, well, last time I did it this way, I'm gonna change it up to it this way. So I'm, uh, yeah. no, I'm excited. I'm looking out there right now. It's uh, internal 173, and then I got to put it put it in some foil and get it up to 203, and we'll start uh, letting rest and enjoy some brisket this afternoon. So <laughs> excited! Awesome. Uh, that'll be. I'll be interested to see how that turns out. Somebody mm-hmm. said three, two, one method is fire. Yeah, uh, Joe knows it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we'll get back into these uh, 
these draft picks. The next pick that the Bears made in the fourth round, 133rd overall, we went and got us a wide receiver. Uh, his name is Tyler Scott out of Cincinnati. He's a big, fast, down-the-field down the threat uh, that I think Justin Fields, if he can build a chemistry with, will it will help him immensely. Um, I, I was really happy with this draft pick. I thought we needed – wide receiver at some point. Uh, I was a big fan of Kayshawn Butte. He went a lot later, and apparently he's not doing so good in Patriots camp, so uh, we'll see how that works out. But I'm happy with the Tyler Scott pick. The big thing about Butte is he had off-the-field issues that uh, we'll see how all that works out. But Tyler Scott comes with no off-the-field issues. He seems like a hell of a player. Um, he said, I believe, that this is where he wanted to be even. Like, uh, that he was a big fan of – he wanted to be a Bears fan. He wanted, or he wanted to play with Justin Fields, which is fantastic. He runs a four three forty, so he's fast as hell. Uh, KB, what do you think about this guy, Tyler Scott, out of Cincinnati? He reminds me of Darnell Mooney, and it's it's a lot, uh, just from the body style. Uh, I don't. I don't want to say small school field because Cincinnati, you know, saying was just in the fucking playoffs last year. Uh, but the build, the the route running, I, like to me, he's literally a Darnell Mooney clone. I don't know how that bodes for Mooney in the future, but I see. I see what the 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 wow factor with the kid. You see this kid take a fucking three-yard slant and literally splits the, the defense, and nobody's catching this kid. Nobody's even laying a fucking finger on him. Uh, it's it's intriguing. It's very intriguing. Uh, the home run hitting potential that you have in a few of these wide receivers that that are now on this roster, man, is this it's it's kind of eye-opening, and I'm I'm excited at the potential that he has. Uh, I think it was a hell of a pick at that point. Uh, like I said, he's he to me, he's a Darnell Mooney clone. So I'm I'm gonna let my boy Jordan speak on it a little more, man, because I, I know he can he can drop he gonna drop the facts, man. Yeah, I mean, I, this is like I told you, Roshan Johnson was my guy, was my favorite pick of the class, and I love Zach Pickens. It was a guy I was calling for months before, but uh, Tyler Scott to me felt like, I mean, here's the thing. I promise it, it sounds like rose colored glasses. I'm not trying to be that way, but. It kind of was like stealing because mm -hmm. I'm telling. I mean, look, it, it's not just me. You can look at the most respected draft analysts. They thought this guy was a late second, early third rounder, and you're getting him, getting him at the the end of the fourth. And to me, I see a guy that reminds me a lot of Tyler Lockett, um, which is mm, which is interesting good. because it's it's funny. And I mean, I, I'm going to make the joke because I really wanted Alex <clears throat> last year from Cincinnati, but I, in many ways, I felt like uh, Coach Fickle's Cincinnati wide receiver core was. DK Metcalf, Alec Pierce, and then you had your Tyler Lockett and Tyler Scott. Um, mm -hmm. It's a guy that has that running back background, so he knows how to how to be shifty with the ball in his hands. Uh, he's he's never I, the thing about him is that I don't want him on the line. I don't want a, a DB to jam him. Uh, you get a Joey Porter, you get a Tyreek Stevenson. It's game over. But the thing about these guys too is that they have enough speed to make a defensive back pause a little because if I shoot those hands and I don't connect. He's flying by me with that 4-3 speed, and I don't know what to do. So I'm not calling him Tyree Kill or anything of that sort. But um, I think that he has a lot of areas to refine because he doesn't have a ton of experience. And like I said, coming from that running back background and playing some receiver. But 
I also think the thing that's not talked about him enough, and, and I, I don't have it here in front of me, but anybody can go find it, uh, is he looks like a smaller guy if you just look at the measurements. But his wingspan is actually quite long for a player of his size. And so I believe he's like 5'10", 5'11", but that wingspan allows him to catch like he's a 6'1 receiver. Um, so I'm not telling you he's the most physical guy or anything of that sort, but I think that he has the ability to go deep, track the ball, be an exciting player with the ball in his hands. And to me, it's not so much – receivers take a little bit to catch on for the most part, unless you're Jamar Chase or one of these other freaks. I don't think that you should necessarily be expecting Tyler Scott to be some amazing player, but – I think this is a little bit of Darnell Mooney insurance. If something can't get worked out there or the, the foot isn't right when he comes back or the knee or whatever the issue was with his leg. And then you have a situation too, where what is he at worst? I mean, he's competing with Velas for the gadget fast returner guy. Cause he's got return skills as well. So this really, I mean, it's, we don't have to go to the DJ Moore thing, but the DJ Moore acquisition really allowed a lot of players to slot more appropriately in that Chicago Bears wide receiver room. Where DJ Moore is clearly yeah, the wide yeah. receiver one. You're going to facilitate and, and design your whole offensive architecture around him, your passing game around him being the designated X. And then you can have some maneuverability where Claypool plays, you know, wide receiver two or he's a power slot or, you know, he's the X and now you move DJ Moore to the Z on a play. And Mooney, you still got Mooney there. And now you're at entering a guy with Tyler Scott and Valus Jones and, of course, they like Equinemia St. Brown, and you've got Dante Pettis there. So it's a crowded room, but I think that uh, you've got a lot of options that provide interesting uh, opportunities for the offense. And, you know, I mean, I think everybody could be excited about what we have compared to last year's shit show. Was. So I uh, like Tyler Scott a lot. I see Tyler Lockett in him. That's excellent news. Uh, I just knew he was fast, and his, his uh, <laughs> average 44.6 yards – for touchdown catch in college just tells you the deep threat ability uh, that he can take guys down the down the field and uh, his, his, his speed and quickness. Go ahead, Chris, if you want to speak on Tyler Scott a little bit. Yeah, I mean, I've heard good things about him in, in, uh, in camp. The news has always been sounding good about him. I think he could be a Mooney insurance. I, I think they might bring him in either just due to, like, you know, uh, Mooney's injuries or maybe, his, you know, his contract's coming up. That you know they've got a rookie who can do the same on his on his on his contract, uh, but yeah, I, I mean that that receiver uh, unit last year was absolutely terrible. It was one of the weakest uh, parts of the team, and you know now they're bringing in more quality players. The competition's going to be better at camp, and hopefully you know we're going to have receivers that can get open for Justin Field. Definitely, definitely that inter intermediate medium sort of pass range where I feel like Justin just needs to. Uh, Sharpen up on, but yeah, happy, happy with the pick again. A sale, but I've been happy, happy with this draft. Yeah, <clears throat> in the next pick in the fifth round, the Bears drafted linebacker Noah Sewell out of Oregon. Uh, he was a three year starter at Oregon, I think, last year in mock drafts before he decided to go back to college. He was, I mean, he was supposed to go really high. I'm, I'm not sure, uh. What happened in this last year? Uh, I think they tried to move him around and have him do other things, but he's strictly an off-the-ball linebacker. I think that's where he fits best. Um, hopefully, Sanborn can fight him off because I've got Sanborn's jersey, but uh, that'll be an interesting <laughs> camp battle to watch between those two. At the very least, Sewell gives, Sewell gives you excellent special teamer. Uh, he's going to lay guys out. He doesn't. He doesn't come in all willy nilly. He's he's uh 
an excellent linebacker out of Oregon, um, and, and and a great depth piece. You know, we needed we needed some depth last year when when injuries started to pile up. So at the very least, you got a guy who can come in and give you solid reps at the linebacker position. KB, you got uh, what do you got on Sewell? Sewell, bro. Ooh. This this one was a this one felt kind of like a steal in in terms of there was a lot of talk at one point of Sewell being a, a first round a second round prospect man uh you watch his tape well Oregon the dude was the heart and soul of that damn defense I mean all over the damn field he he was special like legit I I don't really know what the disconnect was I don't know what prompted the fall off I, I, I heard a couple things about you know what I'm saying I guess him kind of getting blown up in runs and stuff like that. I, I but the dude is a fucking beast, bro. That that's a hell of a backup piece to have. I I even heard like once we drafted him, it was like man, y'all got to realize the the TJ Edwards pick. I mean like acquisition could be looked at as like like a one or two deal if Chicago really felt Noah Sewell can get to a certain point you could replace edwards and then we even have the the whole thing with sanborn if sanborn was still hurt or wasn't up to snuff when camp came and he got beat out by no so you have somebody who was a hell of a prospect bro and the, the kid is an athletic freak he played like fucking running back in, in high school and the, he did a whole bunch of other positions like he was like we need you here go here and he did that for them. So uh I was I was really excited about that pick too. Uh I'm not I'm like not over the moon like I was Roshan Johnson because that was that was still just like a ah, moment. But I listen, I, I I got a I got a lot of hope for that kid in the future. I, I feel like he's going to eventually become one of the the pieces that's gonna fit in and be here for a long time along that 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 linebacker core. Yeah, I mean, Noah Sewell, I think, KB, you hit it really well. To me, Noah Sewell, I got to be honest, I, I think I've come a little bit more around to it as time has passed. I I think the the trepidation I had when I heard the pick at the time was just like, there are probably other positions you could attack other than off-ball yeah. linebacker, and you just paid Tremaine right. Edmonds top four and T.J. Edwards. But I also got to say, I mean, somebody could pull up a depth chart, but I don't know who the linebackers for the Bears are after it was Sanborn, Edmonds, and Edwards. I don't know. I mean, I don't think they had any others brewing – I was gonna say they did go out and sign Dylan Cole. Yeah, uh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we know how we feel. So it's like, and all due respect to him, I mean, making more money and playing the NFL, I don't stand a chance. But the the general idea here, though, is that Noah Sewell provides depth, and I understand it's so easy to be down on the guy and the kid for what he had last year. But uh, somebody mentioned it in the chat that he changed defensive coordinators, and yeah, Dan Lanning uh, became the head coach and running his defense there, which is off to an odd front, and asking him to do a lot different. Uh, a lot of different responsibilities than what he was doing when I know people turn back the clock a little bit a year ago, he really was consensus top 45 pick range of a player, like really one of those star off ball linebackers. And I, I think the bears, another one of those situations where for better or worse like this, you all, it's always about understanding where your team is at in the building process. And right now the Frank, the, the Frank situation in the matter is that the bears have a lot of positions that they need to fill. And so I think that when you're Ryan Poles, where you're at in the in the building process is, boy, it's nice to just look on the draft board and go, I mean, we got a lot of holes and maybe it would be better to try to pick a D end here or something like that. But 
that's a linebacker that when he was playing in something more similar to our scheme, probably would have been a second round pick, third round pick at worst. And we're going to bring him in and see if we can restore some of that playing in our system. And I mean, yeah, Sam's talking about it here, his ability to spike QBs, but blitz for this now. Yeah, he, I like to, my favorite thing about Sewell is that he packed power in his hands. He's got mm-hmm. uh, dynamite there. And so un, very different from Roquan. Roquan, just because of the lack of size, would try to backdoor blocks. The, the tenacity from Noah Sewell to just straight up bone up on, on offensive linemen and like, I'm just going to sit here and smash you. And you're not going to push me off the ball, and I'm going to just try to shuck you off and make a play on the ball carrier. He had that all, all over in spades on his film, and he's a, a tough tough player, good instincts, uh, solid speed, a little bit more of a throwback linebacker uh, in the sense that he's not one of these super rangy guys like an Edmonds or a Warner or anything like that, but he'll knock your, he'll knock your block off. And I think that uh, if, in a situation where he gets some time to, to grow into that, um, he can be a real solid player. Go ahead, Chris. You got anything on us? Is his is it his brother Penne that plays in Detroit? Or yeah, yeah, he's uh, like his, yeah, yeah. Penne is probably honestly top top four right tackle in the league, and I'm being I'm being conservative. I I mean, yes, like you got Lane Johnson and you got a few others, but Penne Sewell is easily top five right tackle in the league, and and again, I think it's more three or four. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got there, uh, C Dub on on no no uh, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm happy because it's it's just uh, it's an upgrade from anything we had last year, really. I mean, I think I think I don't know what you're gonna do with your, your Sanborn uh, jersey, AC. I mean, I don't know if you're gonna have to like tape his new number on or or whatever, but uh, I think I think he could be taking his place, mate. Uh, I just think he's. I think he's just better physically, um, and I think he'll fit the scheme really nice as well, due to his speed. So, yeah, yeah, good pickup, I think. Yeah, I mean, at, at the very least, Sam Warren can always be. Uh, I think he gives you position versatility. He could be a, a, a depth piece at, at all three linebacker positions. We saw him play Mike last year, so um, I think his spot is definitely on this team. Uh, and and uh, oh, definitely, yeah. Soul gives you depth as well. So uh I mean at the very least you got you got a couple of good linebackers that are young and give you special teams ability, gives you depth, give you all kinds of I mean, you know. If the, if the if Ryan Poles had it, this would be this be very clear. If Ryan Poles had it his way, the Jack Sanborn and, and, and Noah Soul wouldn't even be playing. They would like their investments and in free agents to pay off mm-hmm. and TJ uh, TJ Edwards and, and Tremaine Edmonds uh, be awesome. And outside of that, too, if they had it their way, they would never want to be in base 4-3. They'd like to have a nickel out there and make sure that their second-round pick 38 or 36 overall or whatever it was in Kyler Gordon be on the field at all times. That's not going to happen. But if they had it their way, they would live in nickel, make the the pick of Kyler Gordon make sense, high value, he's always on the field, and have these two solid, instinctual, good – in, in real good, I mean, good college careers in the sense of Sanborn and and Sewell be those second level defenders for them or second yeah. second string. Yeah, later on in the fifth is another guy that we spoke on earlier, cornerback uh, Terrell Smith out of Minnesota. He's a fast guy, six one two oh four. Apparently, he's played really well in OTAs and practices. I think maybe even rookie minicamp. He he 
shined a little bit. Uh, I think some of them even said he looked better than Stevenson from reports that I had read. Um, I, I don't know much about this guy uh, I, I, other than his size and speed. And uh, a lot of Bears fans are big fans of him, though. So, uh, K, KB, you got anything on him, or do you want Jordan to start this one off? Oh, dude, listen, the, the baton is definitely behind Jordan in the second. So, <laughs> what I what I, what I, I got out of this was that a lot of people were really excited to get the kid because that's kind of when you started to hear the, oh, yeah, we're okay with losing Jalen Johnson. Yo, I'm like, word, like, wh- what are we talking about? This is this is a fifth round corner, but then you start kind of diving into the the tape, and it was like, okay, I can I can see, I can see those wild plays, I can see the the it factor with the kid. He he's scrappy, he's big, he's fast. I I can see him becoming something, but like I said, other than that, I really don't know shit about the dude. So, but time passed. Mm-hmm. I appreciate it, KB. I mean, I don't have too much to say about Terrell Smith other than. It, you're, you should probably should start seeing a type um, in the players that are being drafted by Ryan Poles for this defensive scheme for Matty Berflus. And to me, it, I'm trying not to be disrespectful because it shouldn't be taken that way. But in this, again, I'll, I'll sit here and say I think it's an antiquated defense that we're trying to run. It's fine, but it's what they want to do. In this defense, you do not need a super athletic, amazing in all areas. You just need a very specific role to play as an outside corner and that is to get in your receiver's chest disrupt the route pattern drop into your cover two zone read the quarterback's eyes and drive on the ball if it's a run play you better be able to tackle and if it's a pass make sure that you are not getting caught out of your zone and play your responsibility um, and play the sound defense and again that's a very minimalistic simplified approach to it but this is what Terrell Smith and Tyreek Stevenson and Jalen Johnson are going to be asked. They didn't get to do it much last year because the the front seven was such dog shit in respect to getting pass rush. But if you can get pressure, that's how this defense thrives. Like I'm again, a corner is important. Everybody understood how valuable Charles Tillman was. But that's the thing too is Charles Tillman. He's a great, great player, great man, all those good things. But when you actually think about him or Jerry Azuma, you know, resident guest on Gabriel Talks Football recently. I mean, if you sit here and you think about these corners that have played in this defense, they aren't asked to do a ton of things. It's relatively simple. It's play play fast, play instinctual, get your hands on the receiver, drop into your zone, drive on the ball. And I think that when you think about a Terrell Smith, he's good at man, can get – he's physical, he has enough speed to, to play in the hip pocket of a receiver and uh, showed that at Minnesota under Coach Fleck. And I think that it's not – Everybody's so quick, and I appreciate KB saying it earlier, that everybody's like trying to ship off, oh, can we trade Jalen Johnson for Chase Young or whatever? And it's like, stop trying to ship off players that are quality. But Mm -hmm. I do think a lot of this is built in. It's similar with Tyler Scott and Darnell Moody. Like, what if we can't get that deal done? Well, what if Jalen Johnson, he wants just cornerback top three money, and we're just not going to pay him that? Well, we got to have plans in the works to rebuild this cornerback room if he were to leave. And You've seen that with Kyler Gordon, who can play inside, but he can even swap outside if they need. You're going to have Tyreek Stevenson, who absolutely, with the, the value of the pick, is going to start. And then you've got a guy like Terrell Smith that – a guy nothing against Kendall Vildor, but who's who's challenging Terrell Smith for that cornerback four spot? Like, I like Josh Blackwell. I actually thought Josh Blackwell was a guy that I'd keep on the roster, um, even over Kendall Vildor. But that's the reality is Terrell Smith has a role in this defense – because you, you can never – and look look at Bill Belichick, the greatest coach of all time on defense. You can never have enough, enough DB depth. You just can't. No. 
if if J- Jalen Johnson goes down, well, great. Then then you know Tyreek Stevenson slots over, and then maybe you put you know Kyler Gordon outside, and then you put Blackwell in the nickel. Okay, well one of those guys goes down. Now you can elevate Terrell Smith. You just can never have enough of those guys, and you're starting to see a tight being built here in this defense in this cornerback room where they want big, tall, physical. Again, I say athletic, but I'm not talking Tariq Woolen athletic freak. I'm talking about competent athlete that can sit there and jam at the line and, and drop back into their cover two zone. That's what they they would have it if everything else in the defense worked well. Excellent breakdown again, Jordan. It's, uh, <laughs> yeah, son, son brought up something. J- Jalen Jones, yeah, could be I mean, also he he did pretty well last year when he stepped in at the end. Yeah, he did. Yeah, they're there. I mean, this is the. I know, and I mean, I'd laugh because I know Don Burr's in the chat. And again, it's all about where is your team at in the building process. You got like a team like Detroit that they clearly think that they're ready to go all in. So they're drafting running backs in the first and linebackers in the first. And that's fine. They can do whatever they want to do. But I'm not here to tell you rosy glasses like Jalen Jones and Josh Blackwell are going to be the next Darrell Revis and Richard Sherman. But I do think right. that, yeah, I mean, you heard it from none other than a Bears player today and Andrew Billings say that the team is of a different a different thread, a different cut of cloth and the culture and the way that they're building it. And so you can, you can besmirch or or poo poo guys like Jalen Jones or Josh Blackwell or a Jack Sambor. But the reality is these guys are players that were standing out when there really was so little around them. And what happens, I'm not telling you it's going to all of a sudden flip a switch. And again, Jalen Jones is not going to become Darrell Revis, but what happens when there's competency and there's continue a continuation of the scheme of the ideas of the philosophies of, of the culture, the expectations, the practice, like as much as I may not love the defense, I may not love some of the philosophies. Cause again, I just think that it's a little bit antiquated. I, there's no denying that continuity helps. And if there's one thing that this bears staff was able to do is they were able to stay together. And I wonder how that benefits um, players like a Sanborn or Jalen Jones or Josh Blackwell or Jaquan Brisker, who, um, I was really high on. I don't think he had the greatest year, but I also understand he's playing with a lot of stuff going on around him. So it's uh, it's exciting to me. See, Dub, what do you got on our guy, uh, Terrell? I'll be, I'll be, yeah, I'll be the only thing I can add, really. It's just, I'm a bit like you, you see, I don't, you know, I don't really know much about the kid, but the things I've heard about him, how he's been uh, performing in camps, uh, really positive. And, uh, just like Jordan said, it's like it's like a rotation. I mean, that seems to be a thing throughout the team. Like they want to get they want to use players in a rotation, so we're always going to have somebody fresh, regard regardless of which position it is. So uh, yeah, I don't know much about the kid, but uh, what I've heard so far now he's performing. It all sounds really positive. Okay, the Bears didn't pick in the sixth round. Uh, was this due to the trade up in the second round? Did they trade that away, or so. uh, what? I think so. so no, uh, this, no, we didn't. We didn't have a six round pick from a jump. Yeah, the I think the sixth was given away in the charge. No, maybe we got that in the Mac trade from the Chargers, but the sixth was given away for for something. Oh, maybe oh, it was Nikhil Harry. I think so. I think I, I think it was. Seven, mm. Was it the seven? Yeah, no, nah, all I know is we didn't we didn't have a six round pick before. <laughs> okay. I remember that. That uh, was the one on the Came back in the seventh round and drafted uh, Travis Bell. They have him listed as defensive tackle here out of Kennesaw State. Uh, I I don't know if he has the ability to possibly play edge, uh, which is something we definitely need. Um, 
but uh, they talked to his former coach on CHGO, and he talked about the guy's you know work ethic. Obviously, his former head coach isn't going to say anything bad about the guy, but uh, he's got a lot of work ethic, uh, and and he's going to work his work his ass off and try and make this team. And if he doesn't, I mean, he'll end up a practice squad guy that's defensive line depth that you definitely, as Jordan said several times today, we're looking for waves of guys to come to rush the passer, stop the run, et cetera. And he's just another guy to, to put in that room and uh, and learn. And KB, maybe your cousin will uh, take him under his wing and let him know, hey, just right. uh, <laughs> just keep you – Keep your nose down and keep your nose to the grindstone and work your butt off. Uh, but I don't know much about him. Other than I was gonna say, man, low key. When I asked that question about being people being a standout, I was kind of, I was kind of hoping he would have, he would have kind of spoke on Travis Bill because you, to be honest, I haven't heard anything mm. pretty much since camp started about him. Nothing. So, uh, I think, I think it speaks volumes when, like I said, you have your GM say he's probably one of the fa- my favorite interviews I've ever had. Uh, I get the man hasn't really, you know what I'm saying, been a GM. You know what I'm saying? He's still a baby. Uh, but he specifically pointed that kid out. It was like, I didn't want him to leave. Like, that, that speaks volumes to me. I don't know. It, it might not speak volumes in terms of talent. Uh, you know, what I'm saying I know he's speaking more on along the lines of uh, this kid's, you know, what I'm saying his his personality and his character. But we know person personality and character can get you to where you need to go if you're going to apply yourself and actually work towards being great. So yeah. I'm I'm pulling for the kid. I, I really hope he is good. You know, what I'm saying I really hope he does come in and blow everybody away. Man, training camp is going to be a crazy fucking preseason. Is going to be fun to watch. To me, yeah, yeah that's gonna be really fun to watch. Uh, yeah, he's it looks like he's a little bit of a smaller kid, uh, like height wise, uh, kind of fits in the same vein as Andrew, you know. So, he, if he did take him under his wing, man, I, I he, Travis would benefit from it definitely. So, Jordan, do you have anything on uh, Travis Bell? You know, I'd love to sit here and bullshit you like I did, but no, I don't. I don't I couldn't even. I couldn't find Kennesaw State tape. I didn't know. I, I'm gonna be real sad about that. I didn't know Kennesaw State was a <laughs> the program. So well, I drove. I actually stayed um, when we were coming back from Florida. We stopped in Georgia to stay the night, and I saw the exit where Kennesaw State is off of. I was okay. like, hmm, how about that? I know that's yeah, where Jordan I, or that's where <laughs> Justin Fields is from is Kennesaw, but yeah, so that's where I don't know much about it. When they were saying Kennesaw, I'm like, is the, I thought that was like a small town of Georgia. I wouldn't know they had a college, but yeah, it's uh, didn't know the program, hadn't seen the tape, but um, from everything that they've talked about, he was a, a tryhard at, at Kennesaw and was a standout at that level of college. And uh, the character, as KB was talking about, I the thing I think I took away is they were talking about how. And they were interviewing him. He was just talking about his excitement to be able to play college football. And he was working a, a job with his, I think he was talking about like a shipping knife. And he's probably like being a porter or boxing up things in a warehouse. But uh, I think that, look, the reality is in the seventh round, you're burning lottery tickets. And you're just saying, hoping to see, can we cash in on any of them? And it's a it's a long uphill battle for a kid like him because there's, whether it's Justin Jones or Andrew Billings or two higher picks at the same position, a defensive tackle. I don't, we don't know exactly what's going to happen, but, uh, it's. I'll tell you what. I, I certainly think that you probably could have gone in other directions with players that I could have easily said, "Well, I'd prefer them because I've seen their tape." 
But yeah. if you're going to be burning tickets in the seventh, we're burning lottery tickets, seeing which one you can scratch off and win. I certainly don't think that it's certainly not a bad place to start if you're going for character and you're going for, mm-hmm. for work ethic and morals and a, a guy that you can count on to give his best foot forward. Because at the end of the day, the talent is always, I mean, look, the reality is whether you're a first rounder, second rounder, they're all good. You made it to the 1% of the 1%. So mm-hmm. at that point, it's what I think KB was kind of talking about is what really starts to separate everybody when you're all very talented is who's putting the work in, who's relentless in the pursuit of greatness. Mm-hmm. And of course, the ones that are, this is how you come up with Hall of Famers, by the way. The ones that are Hall of Famers are special are the ones that have elite talent and an elite hunger and drive to be great. And they pair those and that's what makes them a Hall of Famer. But as far as talent, I'm not telling you everybody's the same, but a lot of them are real close. We're talking very small margins here of 1% to 2% better. And so how do you really stretch that or make it better? It's the difference between, you know, uh, I, I don't know why this name just came It's like a quick have guys and later in the draft, uh, you know, in this case, after Travis Bell, where theoretically if he put all the pieces together, he may end up having an NFL career. Yeah. Uh, you know, so it just depends. Chris, you got anything on this guy? Yeah. Or uh... the, the only thing I know about this guy is that he's the first guy from his college to be uh, drafted in the NFL. That is the only thing I know yeah. about him. Uh, and the only other thing is like, yeah, like you say, he seems yeah, he seems like a big character guy. I remember watching uh, him being interviewed uh, around the draft time, and uh, you know, he was very, he was a very impressive young man. Uh, so yeah, just good luck to the to the kid, man. I hope he makes a roster and. And makes a positive in- influence on the team, really. I mean, you know, it's a nice story when, when people do have the chance when they come from, you know, smaller programs and, you know, they do get the chance. And, uh, yeah, good good luck to the guy, man. Yeah. Then our final pick in the seventh round. Uh, the draft card has him listed as corner, but the, the bold print on, I believe this is Bears Wire that I'm pulling this from. Shout out to Alyssa Barbieri for her excellent work at Bears Wire. Uh, Kendall Williamson, the uh, safety slash corner out of uh, Stanford. Um, again, this is another guy that I don't know much about. Uh, they play out west, and um, I, I just don't get to see a whole lot of Stanford football, to be completely honest with you, except for the year that Andrew Luck was there. I watched quite a bit of Stanford that year. But uh, <laughs> I, I don't know much about him. I'm assuming he's got pretty good size if they've got him – listed as corner or safety. Maybe he's a special teamer type guy. Maybe some depth. I I, I have no idea. Uh, I, was, I know earlier in the uh, – I, I said training camp, really. I'm in minicamp. Uh, I know earlier in the processes of camps and everything of that nature, I know he, he made a play. Uh, I, I can't remember if somebody had tipped it and he picked it off and took it home for a pick six or was he the one that, that tipped the ball itself? Uh, but I I know he he's a he's a decent sized kid. Uh, but other than that, like you said, bro, I don't know shit about the dude. Yeah, Jordan, he's over there in your neck of the woods, man. You got anything on the uh, Kendall Williamson? Uh, no, another one. I mean, sure, Stanford tape's easier to find, and I obviously I think he didn't. I mean, I'll tell you what, he didn't show up when I was looking back at when Eli Hicks was coming out. Didn't see it, so yeah. Um, you know, we'll see what he turns out to be. To be real honest with you, I think. You're looking for a guy like him to see what he can provide on special teams. Mm-hmm. And can he be the, the next version of a DeAndre Houston Carson? And if he can do that, then he'll have a roster spot. And if not, then again, it's just, these are probably like the supplemental picks in the draft at this point. Yeah. These are, yeah, these mm-hmm. are the, 
these are the and this is even you know this isn't even our original seventh type seventh round pick. This is oh these are the compensatory selections you get at the end of every round, and there's mm -hmm. seventeen of them that extend the end of the draft by another hour. So mm -hmm. um, hopefully he turns out to do something, but uh, we'll see. Yeah, Chris, you got anything on uh, Kendall Williamson mm -hmm. out of Stanford? Not really, mate. I, I, not really, mate. I'm pretty much in the dark about the kid, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, he sounds like it could be a special teamer, uh, yeah. you know, like a backup of a backup. But, um, yeah, don't know much about it. So I'm going to say any bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel that. And uh, with the yeah. Eddie Jackson injury last year and stuff, you definitely need all the depth you can get at, at those safety cornerback positions and stuff. Um, so, I mean, that, that's – we'll see how – we see how it all plays out, you know. Spe uh, special teamer – practice squad guy, whatever. Uh, so that wraps up the Bears draft. I'm um, glad we got to talk about it a little bit. Uh, before we get out of here, I got to bring it up just because I've got you guys. Chase Young is a guy that could come in and I think bolster our pass rush immediately. Uh, I've seen rumors of him going for a second-round pick or a third-round pick for a guy who went top two in the draft. Um, I would be a big fan of it. I would be perfectly fine, especially with the extra picks that we have now. What are your guys' thoughts on Chase Young and if he should be a Chicago Bear uh, and if you would make that move if you were in Ryan Poles' shoes? Oh, yeah. I got it. So, oh, sorry, KB. I mean, I mean, I mean, he's got the talent all that, but it's just, um, it's just the injuries what he's had really what put me off. Yeah. Um, you know, apparently, apparently, it was a very major bad injury to to is it an injury he's had like a really bad knee injury. Um, mm -hmm. So for me, it, it, seems, it seems like a lot of a gamble really for somebody who hasn't played much in the last sort of year or so. So I'd I'd pass on him to be honest with you. Mm. Oh. You think that the injury just scares you away so much that you wouldn't? Uh... Yeah, I think it does, really. And I think as well what, what um, Washington might be asking for him as well, uh, what you're going to have to give up in draft picks to get him over. I just, I just, it, to me, if you could, if he, somebody could say, yeah, he's fully, he's fully over his injury, he could do all the workouts, there's no problem then, maybe I'll be tempted, but just, just until I, I, I know that situation or that information, I, I'd, probably, I'd probably pass. No. All right. So well, that's, that's one one for one I, against. <laughs> I'm, I'm on the I'm on the opposite end of this. Uh, I think there there there's a way you can pull this off, and you're not losing major assets. Then I I believe you should go for it. Uh, I feel like Chase Young is young enough that he can make whatever the hell he wants to out of his career still. I don't feel like he would be a loss. Uh, I also feel like his presence on the D-line would make the D-line more intimidating. You you would have to focus – to me, you would have to focus on Chase Young because you're going to look at it and say, oh, my God, that's Chase Young. He can do stuff. Yeah. So you're going you're gonna to shift that, that pressure over there. Then you have your Demarcus Walkers of the world that are, that are going to blow lines up. Then you have them, them dogs in the middle – my cousin, the Javon Dexter's, the Zach Pickens, the Justin Joneses, 
you're going to have those. But like Chris said, yes, I want to know he has a, a clean bill of health. Like that, that has to be on the forefront of everybody's mind. He has to be healthy. But that's is I would be hard pressed to say that we don't need that help on the edge because right now it's it's Demarcus Walker and then uh, and then what? And, oh, and we, Travis Gibson does something. Yeah, and at, at a certain point we had to stop with the oh yeah we'll be fine. Nah, bro, we seen how that got. We seen what that that did for us last year. You know what I'm saying? We saw what, oh, yeah, we'll be fine with what we got, got us. And it was horrible. So, if it, I like the Von Miller trade, I would be okay with. You know what I'm saying? What was it? Uh, a, was it a second and a four? Or was it like a fourth and a fifth or some shit? What was it? I don't remember. Um, that was when he went to LA, right? Yeah. Whatever they trade was, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that trade. What about you, Jordan? You look like you're ready to talk. I'm just smiling because I mean, if if KV thinks he's he's in, uh, excuse the explicit, but then I'm balls deep on Chase Young because uh, <laughs> that's, that's like, I I understand that there are a few people there are a few people even a bar like Greg Gabriel who's not about it. And let me preface this with a big red banner beforehand: going all everything I'm about to say is dependent on a clean medical bill from the Chicago Bears team doctors approving. And again, this is all this is Greg Gabriel's point. Like, that's never gonna happen. Mm-hmm. The the commanders are not gonna bring in you know, they're not gonna send Chase Young to Chicago and be like, check his knee out, or you no. know, hey, come on, come on in and you could run his knee. That's not gonna happen, which is why Greg Gabriel thinks it wouldn't happen. And that's all probably true. But again, we're living in fantasy land, like we're playing Madden. What if? And to me, if you thought KB was all about it, I'm even more about it. I've done I mean, I'm not always like <laughs> trying to go like, oh, Twitter thread here, but I had Done. He played. I wish I remembered all the all the numbers right now. But he played essentially like four or five games last year, um, if that. It was a really small sample, and this is why I did it because it was really easy to watch his film last year. And it started with the 49ers game, and he actually had quite a few plays in that game. Um, and not again. No, there's no sacks or anything like that. But some really good and solid against the run. Good awareness on on batting down a couple balls. Um, creating some pressure where he didn't get the sack, but he would help other teammates get it or produce pressure where the quarterback was getting the ball out. And this is him. I think it's important to understand that knees aren't always the same. Some players come back slower than others. And he had a very serious knee injury, which is why, again, before anything, how's the knee? You need to check that out. But I think that you have to look at what he was beforehand, understand that it was a serious knee injury and that it takes time to come back. And even last year, he was coming back, and you could clearly tell that he was limited. Like, he just didn't quite look comfortable. But I think what you're betting on is the kid's young. Is it really something where his knee was just so wrecked that he couldn't come back from it? And it, I also understand, too, you got to think about where your team's at in team building. Like, is Chase Young going to take them to the Super Bowl? No. Right. But it's also important to understand that defensive end is a premium position. Edge is a premium position. And you don't typically see those guys hit the market like nobody's able to just and i know we can talk about well vaughn miller and yeah that's a very unique situation where denver's trying to recoup its assets because you know it's not going well and they're trying to ship them off and i think they ended up taking some of those pick and getting rust with it so you have these very unique situations but overall everybody's talking like what if daniel hunter's available what if these other guys yeah but they're not they're really not 
And I'm, this may be the same thing with Chase Young, which just goes to prove my point. Mm-hmm. But edge is a premium position that it's like we were talking about earlier with tackle. You're not going to really find premier tackle talent available, trade or otherwise. And if you are, you're going to have to pay multiple firsts. Right. So I just think to me it's about if you're telling me I could buy low, and again, this is all contingent on if they'd sell him low, but if you're telling me I could buy into Chase Young, former number two overall pick that had a really solid rookie year and was doing okay before he got hurt, and we're now a full year plus removed, and he's got some game tape to say I'm confident and my knee's starting to come back and I feel like I can really test it out and feel good with it. If you're telling me I can buy low on that guy and use him to bolster the defensive end room, because frankly, let's be honest, there's not a whole lot of other help out there. You're talking about Justin Houston, who's on the back nine of his career, very close to the end, or Yanni Ngakwe, and Ngakwe is not going to stop the run for you. And I mean, he's the career journeyman. And I guess you got Jadavian Clowney is like another one. I think he signed somewhere. But I mean, that's the reality is you don't have a lot of options. And mm-hmm. so if Chief Young was one of those players that you could acquire, sign me the hell up. And I, I've always been saying the one I would throw is I'd give up Carolina's 25 second right away. That'd be like, no, no problem. You want, and again, maybe Washington goes, you're crazy. I need something sooner or better than that. But I, I think a second would be what I'd be willing to do. And the one I would immediately want to go for is Carolina's. Not, it's, it's because to me, I understand everybody looks at draft picks like you have to spend them on a, on a player or a drafting a player, but you don't. The whole idea is it's assets. Mm-hmm. A draft pick that you didn't even own to begin with, and now it's yours in Carolina. Who cares what you do with it? You're not going to see the benefits of that twenty that twenty fifth second until twenty twenty five, and God knows what you're going to draft and if they're going to be good. You're burning a lottery ticket hoping that second rounder turns out. Then they could have a slow rookie year. You're not even going to be able to cash that soon. So if you're telling me that I could somehow twist the ears of Mart- Marty Mayhew and Ron Rivera and go, I'll throw you that twenty five second from Carolina, and I don't know, God forbid, what else do you want? I give you something. I give you a running back, like yeah, whatever you need, like just. <laughs> What do we got to do to get this done? Like, that's that's where I'm at with Chase Young. I think that, uh, again, I talked a little bit about the player. He can stuff the run. I think he's got really good awareness and instincts, shows exceptional ball, uh, just ball play. Uh, again, I, what you're waiting for and seeing is can the knee rebound in a way that he can be explosive and be a pass rushing presence? And I understand that that's what you need in this league. But what you also need in this league is run stuffers, especially in this defense, because this is one thing that the Bears couldn't do for anything last year, stuff the run. And there's one thing that Chase Young can do right now today is he can do that. And then you're betting on can we get him back to the pass rusher that he was. And I think I'd I'd be willing to take that bet. Yeah. I would too. There's a lot of people in the uh, in the chat that are adamantly against it. Uh, and yeah, I know a lot we'll, of people. We'll all I, see how it works out. The, the injury definitely scares everybody. Uh, but you're not going to find guys like a Chase Young on the free agency market. No, and the thing I see is I, I totally get it. Like, it, it's it's easy to sit there and go, well, like, give me draft picks. And I'd rather draft another. You don't, you don't even know what that's going to be. Like, as much as we love the idea of Zach Pickens and Javon Dexter and Tyreek Stevenson, look, the reality is draft picks bust more than they don't. I mean, that's the reality, especially once you get past the first round. So, I guess if we're all taking gambles anyways, yeah. why wouldn't you take a gamble on Chase Young? Yeah, exactly. Now, now I, I'm in I'm in that same boat, bro. I, I feel like if he's an option and it's, it's logical, 
It's not it's not like, oh, we're giving up first round picks for the kid or whatever the case may be. If it's a logical trade and it can happen, I'm dude, you have to do something. There's no way this team can go into the next year and only get 20 fucking sacks again. There's no way. It, that that's putrid. That is that is beyond is is it's horrible, bro. When your safety is leading your team in sacks, your rookie safety, you have an issue. And you well, have it, your job is to go out and fix said issue. I would gamble on on Chase Young. Well, let's be clear too, KB. All that great, all those great DBs that you've been drafting are going to get their ass toasted because they're going to be in coverage for 12 seconds because nobody can get home to the passer. And I mean, the Bears were a team that stunted a lot. They tried to bring a lot of extra pressure and they still couldn't get home. And I'm not saying it's not going to be better with the interior defensive line presence. And the quickest way to the quarterback is through the middle of the defense. So I get it. Mm -hmm. But you need something out there. And I liked Marcus Walker. And I actually like Rasheem Green. I think people don't talk about him enough. No, yeah. But. Chase Young is a different breed, and I get every and I see Sam, and I, I get it, Sam. Like, I'm not even telling you the injury is a non factor, but I'm telling you, like, this is the thing, too. Is I'm not a doctor, I don't get to see the medical record, but what I did see is I watched the guy on tape last year coming back from the horrific knee injury, and it looked better than. And I know it's a low bar from anything the Chicago Bears put out on defensive line last year, but I'm telling you, and I know he's playing amongst dogs, but I'm telling you, go watch the tape. I'll, I, I, AC, I'd find it if we could like have all the time in the world and put it up, but maybe I'll retweet it on Twitter today. If you want to follow Jordan T. Severa Twitter, I put up a thread about it and I even, I, some guy saved me the work. I was going to do the whole film breakdown, go over it. And I ended up finding a guy that did the work for me. And he was like, look, and he went over every charted play, the outcome, showing the highlights, showing his issues. I, again, the, the injury is a concern, but to me, I just watched the tape. I don't have the medical record. I watched the tape and I'm going, there's enough there for me to take a bet on the guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I guess we're old Dean Muhammad out there again. Like Hell I know he's no. been cut, but you know it's like that's 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 what we're looking at. Uh, Joe's asking Chase Young or Daniel Hunter. Uh, I don't know which one's younger, Chase Young. Uh, I'm, I'm, Chase I'm betting Young's on Jose. way younger. Daniel Hunter's like 28 or 29, bro. Yeah, yeah Daniel Hunter's 28, but and I mean, this is where and I like I have an affinity to Chase Young, and I believe in the kid, and I want to see him get better. So. I, even I am like, well, Chase Young, but let me be very good. If Joe, if that was an option, Joe, you take Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter's a great pass rusher. Um, it would not, that's a great option, but and certainly maybe the Vikings want to blow that up. But this is the whole point. You could have tried to get Brian Burns, and they were not going to give you Brian Burns for Carolina. You could try to get Daniel Hunter. They're blowing up everything. They'll send off Dalvin Cook and everybody else. They haven't sent off Daniel Hunter yet. They sent off Zadarius Smith before they sent off Daniel Hunter. Mm-hmm. DNs yeah. do not go easy, they do not go cheap. So if you want a quality D end, you're going to have to pay. And if Chase Young is as a low buyer's market right now, dive on in. Yeah. All right, fellas, we we'll go around and hit our shout outs and and try to get out of here. It was good to see you guys again. Oh, it's yeah. been a it's been a long summer. Uh, we'll probably come back when, maybe when uh, maybe when preseason's about to start. So uh, so. Just enjoy a little bit more of this summer that we're that we're getting. Uh, but mm-hmm. uh, I'll start with KB, hit Jordan, Chris, and then I'll finish this off. If y'all oh, want to start oh. shout outs and, and oh yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I first first and foremost, you know, you know, shout out shout out to my cousin. You know, what I'm saying we we appreciate you for jumping on and uh, 
given that time to us, even though I know he was out late because he had things he had to do. Uh, and it was, you know what I'm saying, we, we appreciate you getting up in the morning and jumping on with us. Uh, second, uh, shout out to all the fans. Look, man, it's been a little while since we've been on here, so it's nice. It's, it's always a blessing, and it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing to see y'all get up here and rock with us, whether or not you you talking good about the Bears or you talking shit about the Bears. For whatever reason, you you getting up with us to do it, so it's, it's your fucking problem. Uh, <laughs> third of all, man, it's good seeing you boys, man. You know what I'm saying? I always see the Twitter handles, you know, and reach out to folks every once in a while, see how everybody doing. You know, kind of let everybody trying to enjoy their summer, you know what I'm saying? And you go fishing and, you know, Jordan, you do what you do out there. And, you know, my boy C. Watts got this damn ghost in his house because I swear to God, this man's door has been open and closing his fucking all fucking show, bro. I saw it too. <laughs> I'm feeling like, nigga, I know y'all see this shit. <laughs> but, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's always great seeing y'all boys, man. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Is it's a therapy session, and you know we got a lot of pent up, a lot of pent up things to talk about, man. And sometimes it's the best way to get it out. So, like I say, man, love the fans, love love the family, love you boys. God bless. I'm glad everybody doing good, man. Absolutely, indeed. Uh, AC, C Dub, KB, wonderful as always. Uh, KB, I already told you to tell Andrew. I said thank you so much for the time. It's been a great show, and. Excited to get back together with all you boys and talk Chicago Bears and football. We are just ever slowly getting inching closer and closer to the season starting preseason, training camp, all the roster battles. It's exciting times, but uh, it's been a joy hanging out. Chad, I appreciate you um, getting involved, participating, and I'm excited to uh, continue down this road as we have more to talk about. Thank you. Absolutely. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, yeah, first of all, I just want to say uh, it's great seeing you boys again, man. It feels like normal life's returned a little bit when I'm seeing you boys on a on a Sunday afternoon. And, uh, and obviously, with Andrew Billings coming on the show as well, he uses some of his precious time to talk to us. It was absolutely amazing. He comes over such a fucking nice guy and a proper gentleman. And, you know, how he spoke to us, it was just awesome. So, KB, again, like, you know, pass on my thanks to Andrew. It was absolutely amazing. Um, and, yeah, just uh, uh, looking forward to uh, the football season coming ever ever quicker for me, mate. I'm going to end up watching that uh, league where it's got women playing in underwear because I'm so <laughs> lacking football to watch. But, uh, yeah. It made for his boys. It's just great to see you guys, and uh, it makes my trip to Chicago even more exciting. So, uh, yeah, bear down to everybody, and everybody have a good rest of the summer. We'll see you back in the preseason. Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, uh, shout out to Andrew Billings for coming on with us, giving us time out of his uh, busy schedule. I know he's out there trying to get better and spend time with his wife, who we uh, I, I know during the season there's – there's not a whole lot of time for family. So uh, I, I'm definitely I'm appreciative of him taking time out of his uh, his limited time to give us, I don't know, half hour interview or just talk about everything. And, and, and that was excellent. Definitely got me looking forward to going up to see a Bears game this year. Obviously, shout out to you guys. Thanks for coming back on in such short notice. I was able to text you guys a couple nights ago. The shit started. The ball started rolling, and I, I, your boy had to, your boy had to get it all put together. So I appreciate y'all being able to jump on with us, uh, <laughs> KB. Folks, I love brother. I'll be, I'll be seeing you soon. Um, 
Jordan, man, out west. Thanks for getting up early with us for sure, and and giving us all the all the little factoids about our draft picks, man. I, if it wasn't for you, <laughs> this show would have been boring as hell. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> my man, my man, C Dub across the pond. I'm so happy that you're able to get a Chicago trip finally, and we're gonna meet up and. My wife's always like, yeah. oh, he's the guy that's Team AC on your Facebook. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's Chris. So uh, she's even <laughs> talked about maybe getting us some shirts to say Team AC on them. So we'll, we'll see how all that goes. He's never stopped. never stopped trying to take over this show, does it? <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I, I, I would be remiss to say I would be very upset if I didn't get one of these Team AC shirts. <laughs> 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 I'll see what I can do. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then shout out to the chat, man, everybody in there. Um, Don Burr didn't seem too cranky today. He didn't say too much shit. I mean, of course, he's going to drop a couple things, but that's just what he does. The real St. Brown plays in Detroit. The real Sewell plays in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, yeah, Sam Rush came in today. I don't think I've seen him in before, so that definitely shout out to him. I saw the Heart Foundation there for a little bit. Of course, we got our usuals. J2K, Adeptus uh, Serpentis. I, I'm going to get that name right one these days. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so cheesy. Yeah, George. absolutely. Definitely. So shout out to all, all of them and, and everybody in the chat keeping everything good. If you are, I mean, I haven't been like Chris watching USFL or XFL or any of that stuff. Uh, I've just been trying to enjoy my summer uh if you are enjoying your summer if you're a cubs fan or a Sox fan tune in right here to the barroom network you got crosstown crosstalk uh i'm sure the south burb hitmen are going strong i mean i don't i'm not a Sox fan but if you are a Sox fan and you're into that uh and and you like to wallow in your self-pity because i know they're not doing so good uh then then go ahead and tune into that show uh but uh yeah yeah everything everything you need is right here on the barroom network uh from tv to uh football to baseball to basketball they're talking bulls and everything just had a draft so i'm sure the Bulls show is going to come on and talk about that uh they don't ever draft kentucky guys and it pisses me the fuck off i'll tell you that never it don't matter who we got <laughs> but uh We'll get on out of here, and uh, I'll hit up you guys whenever preseason starts to come around, and we'll get everything set up. But uh, until then, bear down. Bear down, everybody. Have a good bear one. Down.